0: Out of the pistol. Quick little slant ball. Patted into the air and intercepted by Murray. Murray at the 5, looking to return. Up to the 10. Gets it to the 15-yard line. Murray will get the Interception
1: classic hits 98.9 sports presents high school football master
0: sees a fake blitz drops back to pass going to go for it all down the left sideline kaiser got by him again kaiser on a perfect pass caught it at the 15 and he goes in untouched touchdown carney asker has hit brett kaiser for a touchdown
1: today it's the 60th annual shrine bowl all-star football game from foster field at unk high school football on kkpr is brought to you by the classic hit sports club Elwood under center. Masoli in motion. They pitch it to him. It's behind him.
0: It's on the ground. It's still on the ground. Carney's going to pick it up. Here comes Stalbert the other way. 30, 25, 20. Stalbert celebrates. Touchdown, Carney High. A 50-yard fumble
1: return for a touchdown. Isaiah Stalbert. 70 of the state's best high school seniors have worked on and off the field over the past week, culminating with today's All-Star game. It's the 60th Annual Shrine Bowl coming up next. But first, it's the new Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to UNK's Foster Field with KKPR's. Sports Director Doug Duda and Larry Baker right after this word from New Tech Seed.
2: New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com.
3: The Undisputed
0: Midwest Steel And good afternoon, everyone. From Foster Field on the campus of the University of Nebraska at Kearney, it is time for the 60th annual Nebraska High School Shrine Bowl, the premier all-star game in the state of Nebraska. With our producer-engineers Stacy Johns and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda, so glad that you're along with us for the sixth year we are having the Shrine Bowl here in Kearney after its long run at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln and it will be under contract next year and then it is up in the air as we made it to media day and we'll talk about that earlier in the week talking with uh, the Shriners Dave McDonald they're going to be putting it up for bid uh, for a 5 year run that will run from 2020 to 2024 Kearney is in that along with Lincoln and Omaha but there could be a change of venue and Although the wind is going to blow a little bit here today, this may be the nicest day for a Shrine Bowl that we have had here in Kearney. Of course, every year you just kind of remember that we've had a couple of rough ones where it was cool and windy, and then uh, the fourth quarter a few years ago was totally uh, wiped out because of a storm. It is currently 72 degrees here at Foster Field with a north-northwest wind at 19 miles per hour, and we are so glad that you are along with us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Larry Baker, head coach of Centura, and uh, has been doing Work with us here at Power 99 for a number of years on the uh, high school football and uh, wrestling front. I think this is probably the most excited we've been since the first one. The first one was new, but we have so much
4: potential collegiate talent out there and a lot of speed. Yeah, Doug, I just spent about a half hour down on the field as the guys came out and warmed up. And, you know, you're always in awe at this game every year because it's just. I always joke about it. It's everybody's Ferrari, if you will, off every team. And, I mean, the linemen are huge. The linebackers are big and fast. And But, Doug, this one feels different. Down on the field here uh, this afternoon, I mean, the quarterbacks are all 6'3", 6'5". They can just flat spin it. The running backs are athletic. The linemen are huge. Just from a pure, full-on talent standpoint, I'm sure lots of Shrine Bowl alums won't necessarily want to hear me say this, but from top to bottom, this may be one of the most talented groups that at least I've seen in a long time. Surely there's maybe been some better um, some time ago. But in recent history, this is as good as you're going to get. And the way these two teams, we'll get into it a little bit more here uh, before the game, but the way these two teams are constructed, this thing is really set up to maybe be exciting because you know uh, kind of you, you, you get to spend your money on on your players right on as you choose your team and these two teams chose their teams very differently
0: and when you talk about that uh, you expect to see all this talent out there and as the coaches told us when we spoke with them earlier this week one of the harder decisions is finding out which side of the ball you want to play on yeah you want to be uh, that kid that uh, can shine offensively and then you definitely know some guys that are going to be defensively but Are you going to play O-line or D-line? Are you going to play safety or running back? What are you going to do out here? And uh, maybe we have one team that has built it a little more on the side of defense and one team that has built it a little more on the side of offense, even though both teams have so many good offensive players.
4: Well, no question, uh, as far as the way these two teams are constructed. But to the first part of what you said, that really is – Uh, both as a player and a coach kind of a magic sauce about this game is how you choose your team all of these kids are really good offensive players and really good defensive players the high school level they can do both so as a coach which side of the ball do you put them on and most importantly as a player are you a team guy are you willing to maybe play where you haven't played Uh, having a conversation this week uh, as you know uh, one of my coaches Aaron Brand uh, my defensive backs coach uh, played at Lexington and of course Um, One of the guys that came up is Jeff Sykes Who played in this game, I think the 93 or 94 game Something like that now, those of you that remember Jeff Sykes, this guy could fly. Unbelievable running back, uh, ran the 100 in um, at the state track meet, 4 by one all of that kind of stuff. I mean, was an elite running back. Didn't redshirt when he came to UNK or what was Carney State at the time to f- play football. He played corner and safety in that game, Doug. So you take these guys that are super elite guys, and sometimes they need to play someplace that they – aren't the most uh, well-known for. And that's what this group um, as, as an entirety, both North and South team, has done. You've got the North team who, in a sense, drafted a fabulous offense. I'm not saying their defense isn't good, but this offense is just electric. And the South team, in, in me watching their film, the best part about them so far through this week of practice has been their defense. So you've got a great defense and a great offense uh, that are going to match up in this thing.
0: The 60th Annual Shrine Bowl here on Classic Hits, Power 99, and the World Wide Web online at platriverpreps.com. So if you're driving through the area and uh, have some family or folks that want to listen to the ball game, platriverpreps.com is another place that you can hear the contest uh, here this afternoon. So many people expecting it to be high-scoring, but as we usually see, the deeper you get into playoffs and sometimes just because it's all-star games from a chemistry standpoint, a rules standpoint, it doesn't uh, produce like that. How do you see the game playing out today?
4: Uh, Well, what's interesting is the wind is legit. This isn't a breeze. It's, uh, (laughs) you know, slash gale force. It's for real. Both of these teams are going to want to throw the ball, Doug. I mean, literally – Uh, I mean, it'll be 70-30 to 80-20-ish on both sides of the ball. We're going to get a lot of passing today, and the wind will be a big factor. I actually think it's not throwing against the wind. It'll be throwing with the wind. That makes it really tough because the ball sails with the wind, and it it makes it much tougher. I see this game as being a fast, fun game to watch. Everybody's super fired up to watch Scott Frost's offense in August. You're going to get a little bit of a preview of going fast, no huddle, Uh, three by one, two by two as far as receivers, only one back in the backfield today. Uh, Right now, it looks like maybe I would say the North would have the advantage uh, in just watching this film. But on the South, you've got two incredible quarterbacks uh, on that team uh, and lots of skilled guys there. So, you know, where we say the North's offense looks great versus the south great defense probably what will decide this game is the north defense versus the south offense that's how that works
0: yeah and four of the last five games the ones that have been played here in carney the north has won and as we have said uh, from a variety of times like on the doug and daddy show and getting ready is that more of Our central Nebraska teams and schools are usually represented on the south, and uh, this is the uh, most that Carney has been represented because you can only have two guys unless something happens the week of camp, and then usually the head coach will go get one of his guys, and that is actually the case with Ian Borkatcher coming in as a late replacement for Aurora and Coach Kyle Peterson on the south. There are some injuries that we will talk about, but Carney High has two representatives, and that's Isaiah Stalbert and Nathan Murray, and Carney Catholic has their uh, dynamic quarterback-wide receiver tandem in uh, Matt Masker and Brett Kaiser, of course, Masker and Stalbert both going to Nebraska as walk-ons for Coach Scott Frost, and then Rashawn Harvey of Carney Catholic is the uh, head coach of the Stars. He will be an assistant coach on the South team, and then you have plenty of other kids that we will talk about from our listening area as well: Aurora, Holdridge, Gibbon, and Grand Island, and so on.
4: Yeah, and, and you, I really am excited to see Carney so well represented in this thing, simply because both of those programs, Carney High and Carney Catholic. Are, are stored programs in a sense that, they've, that they're always very competitive and do well. But they're two programs that really do things the right way, Doug, and they're led by two great coaches in Rashawn Harvey and Brandon Cool, and it's really exciting. And, of course, we know the run Carney High went on this fall. Carney Catholic, the last couple of years, has had that type of uh, success as well. So, and, and these four kids that are representing Carney today are just top flight, a number one kids. So it's really good to see them, and we're going to see them because these four guys are going to be very integral. We talk about that defense uh, for the South. Both Carney High dudes are on that defense, and if, if 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 you lived under a rock and had no idea what happened this fall, you couldn't score on Carney <laughs> High's defense this year. Well, and.
0: Again, we talked with all these kids on the Doug and Daddy Show Tuesday when we went down for a media day in Lincoln, and I think Nathan Murray is one of the most intriguing Shrine Bowl participants that I've ever covered from our listening area, simply from the fact and you know this as a football coach, Larry, when you go into your season, you know the kids that could possibly be All-Staters or All-Stars for you. There is no way. And Nathan knows that. He said, you know what, a lot of us sat behind some great kids last year he goes, there was a lot of us that just uh, had to get some confidence this year, and that helped as the season went along. They got more confident, more confident, more confident. There is no way Brandon Cool would have told you on August 21st last year that Nathan Murray would be playing in the Shrine Bowl. Maybe Isaiah Stallbird, because of his athleticism and speed, but the improvement in Nathan Murray, there are not a lot of guys on the roster ever that do what he does. You know when you start the season, gosh, this guy's a stud, maybe, he could make a Shrine Bowl or an eight-man all-star game or one of the variety of games. Uh, and, and so just credits what Carney was able to do and how they did that with guys like Nathan Murray.
4: Yeah, it's a deal where if you go back 365 days uh, ago, you'd have sat down with Coach Cool and you'd have been talking about things. And Coach Cool would have talked about, we need guys like Nathan Murray to step up to be with. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Your Shrine Bowl guys are usually guys we need somebody to step up to help them. Nathan Murray is a guy that going into the season, you probably, you know, maybe he'll start, maybe he won't. Seems to be pretty good. Let's see how this goes. What I loved about the Nathan Murray story is what he talked to us about this last week when we interviewed him, and he flat out said it boiled down to the summer. It was June and July where I wanted to be great. 11 o'clock at night, we went up to the field and did drills. Now there's a statement. 11 o'clock at night, him and his teammates are sitting and talking the way every high school kid does and says, we want this to be a great season. Let's be great. And that conversation turned into on the football field, 1130 that night, working on drills. Doug, his best two games of the entire season were the state semis and the state finals where he went for 11 tackles and 12 tackles. Nathan Murray's a fantastic story. And, again, it's a testament to not only who he is but the program in which he plays.
0: Well, let's hear a a little bit of our conversation uh, with Nathan Murray and and what he was saying uh, about uh, exactly what you just said.
5: Summer was really a big jump for me. I know me and a couple of the guys really went after it. Like we went to a movie one time. And s- some guys were like, oh, let's go into the field. And it's like 11 o'clock. We're out there doing footwork stuff. Our class as a general really went after it this summer and and practice every day.
0: Nathan also talked about uh, gaining that confidence and stepping on the football field.
5: Obviously, early. a lot of guys on our team this year didn't get a lot of playing time the year before. So we were going, a lot of us were going out there with our first like varsity playing experience. like They were going to play the whole game. So that was nerve-wracking. But... Like, how fast we adjusted to it and how fast we picked it up was crazy. So I just remember game by game, I just got more comfortable and more confident. And the whole defense as a unit, like, we just started gelling. That's Nathan Murray, who
0: will be playing in the secondary for the South today. And he and Isaiah Stalbert might be out there quite a bit. Uh, at the same time, which will be cool. I know they were both looking forward to playing here on their home field. They're the only guys that can say that here at Foster Field.
4: Yeah, that is kind of cool, and this is a great high school atmosphere. Uh, if you've ever been to a Kearney High game, it's a tremendous atmosphere. So it would be fun to be able to do that one last time together where you've done it throughout your career.
0: We're going to take a break here on the New Tech Seed pregame show as we get close to the start of the 60th annual Nebraska Shrine Bowl high school football game. Doug to Larry Baker with you from Foster
3: Field, and we'll be back with more in a moment. Five Points Bank.
6: Aurora Cooperative is excited to announce their Go Green with E15 Summer of Ethanol promotions. To take advantage of these great offerings, fill up at your local A-stop with your locally grown, locally produced Aurora Cooperative e-blended gasoline. Higher blends of ethanol like E15 provide a cleaner burning, lower cost, higher octane brand of fuel for you and your family. To learn more about how you can take advantage of these amazing Aurora Cooperative Summer of Ethanol incentives, please visit auroracoop.com for more details. Tougher together, Aurora and you.
0: Doug Duda, Larry Baker, back with you here. Let's take a look at our injury report. Uh, and not all of it is football related, but uh, there are always some kids that cannot uh, participate. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. And uh, one of the young men that is going to be out of the ball game today is Garrett Schart of Bruning Davenport Shickley. Of course, a member of that state championship team over at BDS, and then on the others, and and then also on the south team, two guys that went into camp knowing that they wouldn't play, Caleb Marlett of Elmwood Murdoch and Zach Muff of Crete, were both selected, but both unable to participate this week. And then one of the guys that I got to see play earlier this year uh, was Drake Gilliland of Mitchell, and he is a uh, outstanding running back on the north squad. Uh, But he got hurt right when they got into camp, Larry. You know a little bit more about the story. He was trying to uh, go through some motions here in pregame, but it looks like uh, he is going to be on the sidelines as well.
4: Yeah, it was the first play of their scrimmage, Doug, um, on Monday, I believe it was, um, and uh, sprained his ankle really, really bad. When we interviewed him earlier in the week, he was limping around pretty good. I went down on the field, talked to Coach Huffman today, and he said, well, he will be suited up. We're going to try to get him in the game to – his words uh, for the experience then i saw him and he wasn't walking any better than we had seen him earlier in the week and just a few minutes ago i saw him come back out without his uniform on so we won't see him and shart was the same just an injury uh, in camp
0: so those are your injuries our injury report brought to you by family physical therapy and sports center getting you back into the game of life with a location near you we got a chance to talk with the coaches uh, earlier this week and let's play a little bit of uh, what the head coaches had to say uh, starting with uh, mike huffman at uh, bellevue west he's got that wide open offense and of course he always talks about the kids that they want to have they're all great kids or they wouldn't be here here's a little bit of our chat with coach huffman how the first couple of days of camp went. We see that uh, if you follow along on the Facebook page or some of the social media, they're eating well, oh, and, and it hasn't and it hasn't been a hundred degrees yet, but. What have you been able to accomplish from a football standpoint so far?
5: I'll tell you what, that first two days was hotter than the Texas Prairie Fire in August during the middle of the heat wave, and, and thankfully we're not preparing for a regular season game. It's an all-star game, so you know we're, we're going to play most of our guys one way. Uh, the, the staff here at Wesleyan has been unbelievably flexible, so we were able to move some practice schedules to get them out of the heat because we did hit 100 twice. We hit it on Saturday afternoon and Sunday, and so it's hot. But the training staff has been great. We've been really smart because there's a lot of install. Uh, But it's been just an awesome experience. And you refer to the food. I don't even know how we even think about food because we're still stuffed from the meal. And then they're bringing in these racks of ribs that are bigger than Andre the Giant's feet, man. And it was unbelievable. And the kids just scarf it down. And it's amazing. But that's why they're as good as they are and they're burning a lot of calories. And, man, we've got some dudes that look like Greek statues, man. It's great.
7: Coach, I was going to ask you, when you get involved in a seventy-three sixty-two game, and, and we're talking 11-man football, and mm-hmm. there's no doubt that you're going
0: no huddle and you're, you're, you're throwing that football all over mm-hmm. the place. And, and for big yards, too,
7: talk a little bit about what you think this Shrine Bowl, what you're going to try to do offensively, possibly with uh, maybe a no huddle or be able to, to throw that ball all over the place?
5: it'd be real honest with you. We don't even know how to huddle. We don't teach it at all, so I didn't teach any guys. Uh, and we're actually a 50-50 offense at Bellevue West. Last year, we were actually 52% run, 48%. And i am an old defensive coordinator, so I, I just chart everything and make sure. And so now you're looking over the whole state of players. And you're going to pick and choose. Well, man, I got a long and lean guy that's faster than lightning over here. I got a big guy over here, you know, Bryson Crow from North Platte, looks like Zeus. I mean, it's unbelievable. Then you got this Zion Perry cat, and this guy has lightning in a bottle. Oh, and just don't forget, we've got Milton Sargebaugh, arguably the fastest guy in the state. Oh, yeah, Drake Gillian. He's no slouch. I mean, it's unbelievable. And our linemen, fellas, they're some big hog mollies. I mean, and they've been wrecking. They took those ribs down like it was like a nothing, like a little <laughs> McDonald's cheeseburger uh but doggone it there are some big fellas and this d-line uh this d-line these couple kids that are going to nebraska and feast and Shomer and then east slack from the, it's just ridiculous it's going to be fun to watch these cats play it's gonna be hard to go back to bellevue although we've got some great skilled kids we're a little smaller in the line, so it's it's going to be an adjustment next week coach you've done a
4: great job as i said you're a culture builder you're a really positive guy you know, you've taken a program that didn't have any tradition and has really built a culture there. How do you impart that in just a week? Surely you've tried to do that mm-hmm. in this week. Talk about how you've done that with your Shrine experience and how you're trying to build that uh, where it takes years to do in a program. How do you do it in an all-star week?
5: Well, you know, this is such a different environment. Here. The very first thing I said to both the coaching staff on Friday and the kids on Monday, we are here to have a great time because football is fun. You know, and as far as the kids, we picked the best kids we possibly could, not only athletically, but as kids. And so I'm like, guys, you're here for a reason. I shouldn't have to worry about you. Come have fun. The football's gonna be a blast. Our style's fun. Coach Christensen's doing an amazing job with these getting run to the football. Be a great person. Okay, have a good time. And the last thing I said to him, put the phones down. Be engaged. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You can Snapchat or Chisel or Twitter or Face Page anytime you want to, okay? But don't do it, you know, while we're here because you'll never get these experiences back. And they've done it. And then it's funny. The first couple of days it was kind of quiet, you know, because we're in an awesome fraternity house and there's a big lounge downstairs, and it was pretty quiet. Then by about Sunday afternoon, it's getting loud. And by last night, we're like, dang, do we got to go down and calm them down? They're, <laughs> have, they're watching like some cornhole championship, I think ESPN had on. They're watching American Ninja Warrior. And, of course, they're watching the basketball last night. And so we've had to hear about the LeBron and Michael thing all day long. I'm like, God, I think they're both great.
0: Yeah. Right? We got Mike Huffman. He is the head coach at Bellevue West. And this week, he's the head coach of the uh, North Shrine team and that was part of our conversation with Coach Huffman earlier this week up at uh, Media Days, and uh, I guess the one thing you definitely take out of that, though, Larry, is exactly what he wants to do uh, offensively and how up-tempo this is going to be.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, he wants to go. That is his M.O. It always has been and it always will be, and he believes in his system. And and you can tell in listening to, uh, to him, Doug, he's a very high-energy guy. I talked a little bit about it, him being a culture guy. He's super high-energy. I went down uh, today – Uh, just to ask him how the rest of camp had gone and visit with him. And normally, you know, as you've done for 100 years, you shake their hand and go, he gives me the full-on double-armed bro hug, (laughs) picks me up. I mean, he's fired up. This guy's jumping around and super excited. Well, we will hear from Kyle Peterson, the head coach of Aurora, who is guiding
0: the South team when we return on the New Tech Seed pregame show here for the 60th Annual Shrine Bowl at Foster Field in
8: Kearney.
0: Welcome back to Power 99's coverage of the 60th annual Nebraska Shrine Bowl here on Classic Hits, KKPR FM, Carney Grand Island, Gibbon, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Well, we heard a few comments from Mike Huffman, the North head coach out of Bellevue West. We also had a chance to catch up with Kyle Peterson of Aurora. He is the head coach of this year's South team, and he talks about what they wanted to develop this week, getting ready for today's game.
9: At
7: becoming, and, and you know, our, our mission as a coaching staff was to become the best us we could become, you know, in this week of time that we have. And, and obviously that meant that there was going to be a lot of learning that needed to take place. And, you know, these kids are sponges. They, they, they are who they are, and they are the dudes they are because of, of their ability to, to, to really soak up information and, and pick things up quickly. And, you know, we were able to install... You know, from the offensive side, we're fully installed. And, and um, on the defensive side, I think after day two, you know, they were they were functioning at a really high level and maybe not quite to that point yet on the offensive side. But, you know, their sponges, their their attention to detail is really impressive. And then the overall, you know, I've coached a lot of big kids before you know, I've had that luxury at Aurora and I've coached against a lot of big kids. I've coached with a lot of long kids, you know, a lot of length and and um, their ability to to kind of spread the field. But uh, I have never seen this kind of speed on the field before, on the offense and the defensive side. And. And that's, that's an awful lot of fun to, to get a chance to work with, really on both sides of the football.
0: Another minute here with Aurora head coach Kyle Peterson, head coach of the South team for Saturday's Shrine game. Uh, coach Huffman gets to bring his quarterback. Uh, you've got two really good ones at least. Uh, what are you going to tell us a little bit about Cal? You get to bring Cal as an Aurora Husky, and then tell us a little bit about what your plan is with your All-State quarterbacks.
7: You know, we, uh, we'll I start with Cal. You know, we, we bring, uh, in my opinion, Um, In my 17 years at Aurora, the best open field tackler that I've ever coached. You know, a kid that really can sniff out the football and finds the ball and tackles in space. And in this game, that's going to be really, really important. So obviously his ability um, to do that is, you know, those kids are at a premium. And we have a lot of others, but Cal's pretty good. You know, we have two quarterbacks that you know i talked earlier they're just sponges they're guys that just learn and pick things up quickly you know matt you're going to talk to him in a second he's in a weird situation because he's got Carney catholic terminology going on he's got nebraska terminology going on in his head and now he's got some aurora terminology going on in his head so you know which concept of what system is this play you know associated with i think um you know that has been kind of an interesting learning curve the last couple of days for him but uh so athletic, uh, you know, he's bigger and stronger than I thought. Bigger and stronger than I thought. It's the, than what I saw on film, and, and th- those talents will will prove to be very handy uh, later uh, later this week. You know, Dylan plots is such an intelligent kid, and um, the ball. You know, I've coached a lot of really good quarterbacks, and you know Ty brockmeyer When I was assistant in in 2011, we brought Ty here, and and. Uh, you know, that was pretty, uh, you talk about Huffman having his cue, you know, our, our, us having our cue in 2011 was big, but, uh, um, Dylan is, he, he spins the ball prettier than anybody I've ever coached. The ball comes out of his hand as pretty as any, as any I've ever seen. Um, you know, his decision-making, um, is, is fantastic and his grasp of the offense is good. So it's two great, great talents that, uh, we can use and, and they're going to be distributors. That's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to get the ball to playmakers in, in space. And, and uh, you know, hopefully that results in, in first downs and points.
4: Who is your assistant and uh, when you – or excuse me, who was your head coach when you were the assistant and, and how did you guys do?
7: You know, that was a, an interesting situation because I was actually an assistant as an assistant. Randy Hubert was the head coach and I was an assistant at Aurora at the time. And so I was the selected assistant there. Um, and and you know we had a pretty good performance that day. You know, Ty gave us a pretty good advantage on the offensive side, and he knew our system pretty well. And we had some really talented dudes to throw to, and and uh, so it was a great experience there. We were pretty successful that day, and and um, you know, obviously, it's uh, it's a different game, different group of guys. Because
4: Huffman won his too, so both head coaches here yeah. come into this thing one and zero. Well. It's good. Uh, you know, real quick,
7: Coach. You know, the, in the Shriners Hospital, and 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 as a dad, we talked a little bit off the air, a little bit here. Is there anything you'd like to share? Because you know, there's some kids that, have, uh, you know, you have practice, and you guys are working hard. You're trying to get better, and we've got young children that they have to. They're going to go to the anesthesiologist maybe 12 times in a year, and et cetera, Just as small children,
1: is there anything you'd like to share so on the, that? You know, there's
7: two thoughts that I have okay. on that. First of all. You know, as a football coach, you know, the the ability to be successful is oftentimes based on your team's ability to overcome adversity. So we, as football coaches, spend hours upon hours dreaming up in creative ways of creating adversity falsely for our football team to teach them ways to overcome it. And these kids that were that were getting to meet this week have been overcoming adversity their whole life, and really are an inspiration. I think to all of us, or should be an inspiration to all of us, because of 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 what they've been able to overcome and achieve. Um, You know, you you mentioned the stations and there was a a number of great stations to, to visit, but uh, one that really stood out to me was the, the anesthesia one. You know, I've had, I've had children that experienced that, that have had to go. And as a parent, that's, that's a really difficult thing to do. Um, And these kids have, have undergone anesthesia multiple times uh, in their life, 12, 15 times. And, and the, the coping mechanisms and and the ways that they, um, you know, Get these kids through that experience, um, not only the first time, but the second and the third and the fourth was really interesting to learn about and um, one of those things that I'll take away. Kyle Peterson, good luck Saturday.
0: Thanks for giving us some
7: time today on the
0: Doug and Daddy Show. Keep healthy.
7: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys.
0: That's Kyle Peterson, the head coach of Aurora, the head coach of the South All-Stars here today. One thing that we will continue to talk about before we look at the starting lineups is always that intrigue of small school players playing here with the Class A boys, Larry. Wyatt Key is going to be one of them that we are going to be looking at here today, and he's actually going to be starting from Gibbon. Uh, it, it just seems like once they get that confidence, though, they're they're good enough. They're good enough to be here. We see it time and time again.
4: Yeah, no doubt about it. And Wyatt, uh, in looking at the film this week from their scrimmage, Wyatt's going to play defensive end. Of course, the Gibbon folks are used to seeing him in the middle playing linebacker there. Uh, but he looked really good. He looked like he belonged uh, as, as far as in, in the practices go. It's tough when you're a small school. I coach at a C2 school, and it's very, very hard to get these kids uh, into this game because A and B does eat so many of the spots. Uh, it always is a big deal to try to get one in, and hopefully Wyatt shows well today.
0: Well, we will take a look at the starting lineups here in just a moment. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. A lot of great football to come up here from the 60th Annual Shrine Bowl at the University of Nebraska at Kearney and Foster Field. We're glad you're along with us here on Classic Hits 98.9 and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. We're about six minutes away from a kickoff. We'll let you know who's trotting out there to start the game, although everybody plays and you usually see a pretty good platoon system, Larry, uh, at least in the first half.
4: Yeah, and and we're we're going to see when you talk about starting lineups. We're going, to, we still don't know who's starting at quarterback for the South team. And these guys have hidden this like it's the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to see a ton of everybody. I mean, for the most part, as far as that goes,
0: it should be fun, and uh, we are looking forward to that. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a look at the starting lineup for today's football game. We will start with the North team at center, number 58, 6'3", 250 pounder, Alex Lindsey, out of Pierce. The left tackle is Cooper Reese of Valentine, six six two fifty. He'll wear number sixty four. The right tackle is number seventy, Andrew Reiner of Omaha Burke, six six two sixty five. Then you take a look at the guards. The right guard is A.J. Forbes out of Bellevue West, six three two eighty. He'll wear number fifty six, and the left guard will be number seventy four, Bergen Hofer of Fremont, 6'3", Three hundred pounds. The uh, slotbacks will be Zion Perry, number ten, out of Lincoln High, one of the fastest guys here, 5765 pounder, and uh, Jacob Wagaman out of Bennington, five ten hundred and seventy. He'll wear number twenty-four here today. Your wide receiver is North Platts Bryson Kroll. He'll wear number 88, 6'5", 220, a big target out Uh-oh. there. The eye back is Milton Sarbaugh. We saw him, of course, numerous times and, of course, in the state championship game. Number two, 5760 pounds out of uh, Omaha North High School, so he'll be uh, the uh, I back. Uh, also at wide receiver is Wyatt Lure of O'Neill, six-four, hundred seventy-five pounder, wears number 80. And the quarterback will be Joe Dolinchek out of Bellevue West, playing for his head coach Mike Huffman, six-one, two hundred and fifteen 215 215-pounder he will wear number 12. Mike Huffman of Bellevue West is the head coach. His assistant coaches include Mike Pekorski of Bellevue West, Andrew Christensen of Fort Calhoun, Ted Hennings of Creighton Prep, Dan Krejcik of UTAN, and Tim Williams of Waverly. The North has won four of the last five games, and those are the last five here in Kearney. For the South Shrine team, trying to get back into the win column, your center is number 51, Gus Whipple of North, 6'3", 300 pounder. The guards are number 53, Jackson Gilbert out of Bellevue East, 6 foot, 275 pounds. And McCook's Hunter Hayes will wear number 57, 6'4, 285 pounder. The tackles out of Millard South, number sixty seven, Dan Sunderman, six four, two seventy. And out of Papillion Levista South, Cole Young wears number seventy-five, six four, two hundred and sixty pounds. The wide receivers are number five, Jalen Harris of Omaha Central, six four, two oh six, and a lot of people have been talking about him. Uh, could be a breakout player here today. Another wide receiver out of Douglas County West, number seven, Spencer Hayes, 5'10, 150 pounder. And then Kearney Catholic's Brett Kaiser, he'll number three, the 6'3, 205 pounder. Your running back is Boys Town's Deshaun Bates, number 33, foot, 185 pounder. Also, a Caleb Schweigert will come in as a wide receiver of Omaha West Side, wears number one, 5'10, 170 pounder. And the quarterback, Matt Masker, out of Kearney Catholic, wears number 11, 6'2, 215 pounds today and he will also be uh, wheeling it out there with Omaha Westside's Dylan Plotz he'll also wear uh, number 13 in the game 6'2", 200 pounder the head coach is Kyle Peterson of Aurora he is assisted by Tim Elge of Aurora Rashawn Harvey of Carney Catholic Ryan Carney of Lincoln Pius 10th, Reed Manstead of Crete and Wade Miller of Seward the starting line is brought to you by Five Points Bank the better bank in Carney. we'll be back with more close to kickoff
1: summertime doesn't have to be the same old boring routine fanatics on the brick says come on down after the shrine bowl and enjoy a pizza and some wings bring your friends and family in and enjoy the fun and friendly atmosphere then after you're all full of food head to the bike shed and get your summer body going with a new bike or other fitness equipment have an old bike that just needs some new parts we've got you covered there too fanatics and the bike shed your shrine bowl sponsors incarnate
0: The captains now meeting at midfield for the coin toss. The South going with just two captains, and they are Matt Masker of Carney Catholic and Zach Schlager of McCook. When we interviewed Damon Benning, uh, the former Husker and uh, alum of this game, he talked about those two players specifically getting a chance to watch them play for the South. The North is going with four captains, including uh, Bellevue West's uh, pair, their quarterback Joe Dolinchek, and their center A.J. Forbes, then Dylan Egger of Wahoo and Colton Feist of uh, UTAN. We gave you the offensive starters. The defensive starters uh, need just as much uh, publicity in a game like this. So for the South, defensive ends are Bryce Stye and Wyatt Key, of course, out of a Gibbon. So uh, Bryce Stye out of Norris. Then uh, Noah. Manessas of Plattsmouth will be one of the defensive tackles. The other defensive tackle will be uh, Connor Fee out of uh, Gretna. The linebackers, Lack Schlager out of McCook. Then you've got uh, Joey Johnson out of Gretna. There's actually three Johnsons on the South team. And uh, Simon Otey of uh, state champion New York. Your safeties, Isaiah Stalbert of Kearney High. Cal Narver of Aurora. Your corners, Tajah Davis. Uh, he is uh, out of uh, Boys Town. And Jackson Gordon is out of Omaha. Scott. Then uh, defensively here, four special teams. Who knows how that's going to all play out. But uh, you have got some uh, really good uh, defensive players as well coming out on uh, the North squad. Rush in Colton Feist of UTAN. The nose will be uh, coming out of uh, Mr. Eastlack. uh, Brandon from Millard North, uh, also at tackle, will be... Jesse Sullivan of Boone Central. You have got uh, House Jonah House out of Lincoln North Star as a defensive end. Colton Kieser will be a si- Sam linebacker out of Grand Island. You also have Carson Pilkington of Elkhorn South as your Mike linebacker. Your Will linebacker will be uh, Mr. Stevens uh, coming out of uh, Valentine today. Colton Egger, or Dylan Egger, excuse me, of Wahoo will be your free safety. Then out of Sydney, you have uh, Kobe Haas. Uh, that will be playing safety. Corner will be uh, Mr. Davis, Darnell Davis out of Omaha, Burke. And then also at corner uh, out of uh, Omaha North will be Vernon Johnson. And we know all about him as well, Larry. We're ready to go here as the North will receive the ball. Yeah,
4: that Huff, Huffman's guys want the ball. Doug, fabulous day here in Kearney. Our side of the stands completely full across uh, from one side to the other, end zone to end zone. And uh, at uh, Foster Field, of course, the visitor's side, I'm going to say two-thirds. We're very close to a capacity crowd today. Tremendous, tremendous uh, support for today's game. The wind again out of the north northwest, and so uh, the
0: uh, kick will be with the wind. And uh, Noah McCashill of Lincoln Pius X will try and bomb this into the end zone. Let's see if they have any kind of an opportunity to uh, return the kick here for the North squad.
4: My guess is it'll go through the uprights.
0: And we are ready to get things going here in the Shrine Bowl. The kick is away, and it will be fielded at the two-yard line. They fake a handoff and bringing it around the far side. Look out, down the left side, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, and all the way out. The kicker has to make the tackle there. Returning the ball for the North squad that time, Jacob Wagaman of Bennington. A return of some 46 yards Of the North will have a very good starting field position at
4: their own 48-yard line. And that was close to going to the house, Doug. So here we go, not not going to huddle. Off they go. Going to be two by two here.
0: So first down and ten, Joe Dolinchek will be the quarterback out of the pistol formation. And he has got the fast Milton Sarbaugh. Standing just off to his left. Twins left, twins right. And they will give it to Sarboff. First time he's into uh, South Territory. And he will get close to the 46-yard line. A gain of about six on the play. And again, swarming in there to make the tackle for the South. Will be number 85. Let me double-check. That's Bryce Stye. We expect to hear his name a lot coming to a UNK. And as you said, no huddle. So it'll be second down at about three. And Dolinchek wants to go to the air. It's a little screen pass into the slot, and it's well covered that time. The tackle made by Isaiah Stahlberg of Carney High to uh, sniff that one out and not let anywhere, Zion Perry out of the slot, get up the field, might have got a yard.
4: Yeah, there they were, trips to this side, and it was the number one receiver closest to the sideline. They ran fire screen. They ran that number one all the way back inside, nobody home.
0: We'll say it's third and three now as Joe Dolinchek yells out the signals, his back flanking him to the right. Dolinchek wants to throw again. Same play, but little miscommunication, and it cannot be caught by Zion Perry. I think he saw bearing down on him there, ready to put a little uh, heat on him was Tyjah Davis from Boys Town, and it looks like they're just going to go for it.
4: Yeah, they went quick slant there, Doug, and Perry wasn't able to come up with it. Zion Perry can absolutely fly. This dude, you get the ball in his hands, and there's not very many people in this stadium that can catch him.
0: So they are lining up to go for it. Twins left and right again with Sarbaugh in the backfield. Dalin Cech maybe run the same little play here with a little cushion given by the defense fake it to the right, want to go for it all, down the middle of the football field, and he is going to overshoot his intended target on the play, trying to get it into the hands that time of Wyatt Luer of O'Neill. they decided to go for it all, and it ends up being a three and out after getting, or four and out, after uh, the uh, seven yard gain on first down, and Good position now for the South. They'll start at their own 45.
4: Yep, just ran four plays, and what did it take? A minute 14. <laughs> I'm telling you, Doug, this thing will be fast. This might be the easiest game I've ever done as color because there's not going to be a lot of time for me to talk. You're going to be busy.
0: Well, they are going to bring out uh, for the South as the starting quarterback, Dylan Plouts of Omaha West Side, and they don't even have a back in the backfield. Trips to the left, twins to the right. Here's a quick little. Button hook to the outside that's going to be hauled in there by Caleb Schweigert of Side. He's going to cross the
4: 50 down the left sideline to the 40 and be pushed out of bounds right there, a gain of 15. Yeah, they ran all hitches there. Everybody ran the 2-3 hitch. This will be interesting. A lot made of the offense of the North team. These two quarterbacks are fantastic on the South team, Doug. They can spin it.
0: Now Deshaun Bates will come into the backfield as they run the shotgun. And one thing that will kill the clock today is stopping it every time you run out of bounds. It won't be the incompletion passes, uh, because it could be a long game here today. They're waiting for everybody to get set in there as the umpire gets the ball down, and we are ready to go. First down and 10, and they will hand it to Bates. Hole right up the middle, 35-30, gets into the secondary, and he's close to the 26-yard line before the tackle being made in there by uh, the north. And that is Kobe Haas of Sydney that went down low to dump him up. But it's another first down, a gain of 11 on the play. Yeah, just simple inside zone there is all that was, Doug. And now Bates gets out of the backfield, trips to the right, twins to the left. And back to pass, looking, Plouts, he's going to throw it here into coverage, but making a nice catch and then scurrying up the field to the 20 to the 15 yard line is schweigert again from west side so both teams have uh, i guess the south has a combination both quarterbacks have one of their top wide receivers and so far plouts has relied on his man twice
4: yeah and we know the type of numbers those guys plouts and schweigert put up this year doug they were big time numbers
0: first and ten at the 16 they'll hand it to bates dances in the backfield and won't get very far Good coverage in there. The tackle made by Colton Feist, the former Husker or the future Husker out of UTAN.
4: Yeah, Colton Feist is an absolute beast. You know, in the C2 State Championship game against Centennial, uh, Centennial just didn't have an answer for that kid. He is an absolute hammer. Second down
0: and 10, Jalen Harris of Omaha Central split out wide to the right. And then you have Caleb Schweigert going to the left, and he is going to stay more in the slot there with Brett Kaiser of Kearney Catholic wide left. Second down at 11, a loss of one. Looking for his man again. Plouts gets it out there complete to his teammate in Schweiger. Schweiger makes a move inside the 10 and gets to the 9-yard line. It's going to be a gain of 8, but we do have a
4: penalty flag on the field. Came late, too. He threw it as the tackle was being made from the opposite end of the field, so maybe he didn't like the formation or something. It took the
0: official longer to think of it. There will be a couple of things in the game today, like illegal defense can be called. Let's see what our referee tells us. That's
5: a Shrine Bowl rule
9: infraction on the
0: offense. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what we just heard, an offensive Shrine Bowl. Uh, They have certain rules that they have to uh, live by. One of the folks uh, here, line judge Zach Griffin, actually a native of Gibbon, and then you have a UNK graduate, the back judge, Derek Haynes. So you've got a little uh, flavor from the men in stripes here that uh, are from the area.
4: Doug, I'm not sure. I mean, Coach Peterson's trying to figure this out, and I can't think of what the Shrine Bowl rule on the offense would be there. That was a very normal formation. Kind of struggling, and Peterson's still asking.
0: So they're going to come out here and try and get an explanation. They actually haven't moved the football back yet. There they and are. now they will. So, 9.31 to go here in the first quarter, the 60th annual Shrine Bowl. Doug Duda along with Larry Baker. Glad to have you along with us at UNK's Foster Field. And... Even the players getting a, a little clapping done with the PA music going on while they wait for the officials to set the ball. And it's going to be a five-yard penalty from where they were, it looks like. So it's actually going to be spotted at about the 12-yard line. Again, empty backfield, five wides. And the pass is a slot right into the hands of Schweigert again. Schweigert gets to the five. He is going to be very close and should have a first down, depending on the mark. Needed to get to about the five and a half. Let's see if he's able to get that first down already. Caleb is hauled in four passes.
4: Yeah, and this empty set fits this offense, Doug. These guys can throw the ball really well. They've got tons of receivers. It does fit. Third and short here, Doug. So third
0: and one, and it's going to be a rollout pass play. There's Swigert again. He's got the completion. He stretches for the pylon, but he's going to be out of bounds. It'll be first down and goal. Nice play over there by the, uh, north, play, uh, by the north defensively, getting in there to uh, shove him out of bounds before getting into the end zone.
4: Yeah, I really like the play. They ran boot there with the speed out and had the back actually there to pitch to if they needed to, really well
0: designed. Vernon Johnson of Omaha North made the play its first and goal at the one, and they'll hand it off to Bates, and he's going to get into the end zone, waiting for the signal. It appeared he was clearly in, but nobody has signal touchdown, and I guess they're going to say we're going to try it again. Oh, wow. You can't play goal line defense in the Shrine, so once you get the ball at the one, it's usually pretty easy to get into the end zone. And they're going to mark him at the inch line.
4: Tough to run sneak when I guarantee there wasn't a single snap taken under center by either team this week.
0: You're probably right about that. And so your quarterback here from Omaha West Side, and Dylan Plots, he's going to turn, he's going to touchdown. hand it off,
4: and there's the touchdown. Okay, so this is a big deal. Coach Huffman ready to let the uh, dogs eat on offense south gets the stop and then goes straight down the field and scores as we said big defense big offense what may be is what people aren't thinking as we talked about in the open that will decide this game and that's what just happened here to start the first quarter well matt
0: masker is actually going to be the holder for the kicker noah mccashlin out of Pius. snap good placement good and the kick is on the way and it is good So with 8.20 to go here in the first quarter of play, the South scores on their opening possession, the South 7, the North nothing. This is the 60th Annual Shrine Bowl on Power 99.
2: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center excellence in rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game Locations serving Kearney Lexington Minden Rivanna and Wood River
11: no matter where you are even out in this cornfield when you work with CHS you're connected connected to global grain buyers and food companies connected to dependable energy at the pump at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives.
0: Zion Perry back deep and the kick away here as the North trying to bring it out of the end zone, and they let him do that here in the Shrine Game, Then there's all kinds of trickeration, and around the right side, not being fooled, For the uh, South team, they'll push him out of bounds short of
4: the 20-yard line. Nice job. Yeah, they ran. They uh, handed off like the reverse, and then the other guy came back out of the end zone like it was ISO. (laughs) So that ball changed hands a couple times there.
0: Jonah Wayand of uh, Crete making the tackle there. So nice job staying home on special team. 7-0 the South just scored. First and 10 now for the North. Their second possession of the football game. And Joe Dolinchek still in the backfield with Milton Sarbaugh. Dolinchek wants to throw it, has time, throws the little underneath pass. that's going to be complete, scurrying up the field. Zion Perry of Lincoln High gets to the 25-yard line. He's going to be very close to the first down, probably has it
4: by a half a yard, depending, no, they're going to mark it a nose of the football short. Yeah, Zion Perry keeps lining up out there. Outside the numbers as the number one receiver, and he's catching all of these balls back in towards the hash. They're either looking to break him loose or get something set up over the top with him, Doug.
0: Staying both teams will be in this uh, shotgun pistol look all day. A little pitch forward to Sarbaugh. Sarbaugh makes the first man miss and gets the first down. Just a couple of yards on the play. Good job by the interior line in there for the south to get in and make the tackle. Connor Fee of Gretna makes the tackle.
4: Well, don't forget you've got Milton Sarbaugh. I know you want to throw the ball around, but this dude, the more lathered up he gets, the better he gets. Those of us that uh, he broke a lot of our hearts that were pulling for the Bearcats this fall, let that guy loose.
0: So Dolinchink down, puts Sarbaugh to his left, wants to throw, steps up in the pot, gets hit. the ball's loose. There's a fumble, and the South has covered it. The South has covered the ball. I'm not sure exactly who it was that knocked it loose. And Connor Fee, who just
4: made the tackle on the last play for Gretna, gets the fumble recovery. Yeah, did a nice job. There was big trouble there. No blitz. No You know, you don't get that in the Shrine Bowl. That's just flat beating the guard. The three-tech beat the guard there. Did a really nice job.
0: So, And again, later in the game, we look at that score from last year, 37-30. Well, the game wasn't that close. It was right. one of those where the North got up and then the South kept getting the ball because they were behind double digits, and they had opportunities to uh, move the ball a lot in the second half. So first down and 10, the ball will be marked at the North 26-yard line. The South already on top 7-0, nothing, 7:22 to go here in the first quarter of our Shrine game, and looks like it's going to be first quarter, second quarter type of deal here. Deshaun Bates will stay in the backfield with Dylan Plouts, and before we can get going, we've got penalty flag comes down, and it's going to be a delay a game on
4: the South. Oh, that's always tough on a change of possession. You want to have a delay a game on a change of possession, that's for sure. That's one you put on yourself as a coach.
0: Yeah, and you're trying maybe to get a little different personnel in there. Of course, it comes right off the turnover, so maybe they were talking about some other things, a man short. So it'll be first down and 15, rolling to his right. Plout's looking, going to go to the end zone, looking for his teammate, and it is caught, Caleb Schweigert, 31-yard touchdown for the South. Schweiger early on
4: making a case for MVP. Hokey dokey doke, Doug. Here we go. Already 14 points, or 13 to be 14, 716 left in the first quarter. And trust me when I tell you, this North offense is going to get it going here. I can assure you of that. So it's. Maybe point central today.
0: Well, we expected that it could be, and let's see if that is exactly what happens. Extra point kick now coming up for Noah McCashlin. The snap is down, the kick is away, a little lower, but it is up, and it is good. So with 7-16 remaining in the first quarter, another touchdown on the field, brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Carney. It is 14-0 south here in the 60th annual Shrine Bowl.
2: The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services, and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender, member FDIC.
0: The kick away again, the North in the end zone, three yards deep, faking all the hands off, handoffs, but they do want to break it out. Nice cutback up the football field to the 10 to the 15-yard line and getting a little bit farther up there, Jacob Wagaman of Bennington, and they'll say that he is brought down just short of the 20, and it'll be first down and 10 here. So the North, uh, with uh, their little trickeration, it hasn't worked The clean kickoff from the first time. Uh, Wagaman got it all the way out to the 48.
4: Yeah, Riley Harms now, Doug, so Coach Huffman's going to, Go to the switch up here, pull his own kid out, go to Riley Harms out of Fremont, big 6'6 quarterback.
0: So Harms will take the first snap. Sarbaugh's still in there. They give it to him, hole up the middle, 20, 21, 22-yard line. He gets a nice gain of about five on the carry. And Sarbaugh going up against this all-state defense of uh, the south and – Just waiting for him to get outside. But when you have the offense spread
4: out like that, sometimes a little tougher. Right, but he got six there. I mean, this kid, he's probably averaging five right now a carry on his three carries. Run the ball here a little bit. Get yourself back in the game.
0: Ball fake. What a roll to the right. Quarterback sack.
4: Quarterback sacked, not
0: fooled at all that time. For the South is Joey Johnson of Gretna, and he's going to drop him
4: back at the 19-yard line, a loss of four. Yeah, Joey Johnson's flexing his muscle here, Doug. He's had as impressive of a first quarter as anybody on the field. There, uh, that was not a read option. That was more a play fake. And uh, Had they run the ball there, um, Milton Sarbaugh, there was nothing in front of him. He was going to run for a while.
0: Third down and eight at their own 19. Riley Harms in the pistol, sends Bennett Folkers in motion from Gothenburg from left to right, and that leaves one man to the right side, and that's where they're going to go. The ball a little on the numbers, and it is caught at the 37. Beautiful catch out there for the North All-Stars, throwing it right into the hands of Wyatt Luer of O'Neill.
4: Yeah, that was very, very impressive there, Doug.
0: Riley Harms put that right on the hands. A little out pattern. Got him to the sideline, and he steps out of bounds. First down and 10 at the 37, Again to 18 on the play. Yeah, I
4: really would run the ball here if I'm Coach Huffman. I'd, give the, I'd get this kid going.
0: You've got Bennett Folkers of Gothenburg, one of the shiny silver helmets out there. And they will send him in motion again from left to right. Kind of just stop him in the backfield and take the snap. Take it deep down the middle, wide open down the middle of the football field, and sliding to bring it in at the 25-yard line is Zion Perry. He
4: had to avoid the back judge. That would have been a disaster had he run into him, but there's the deep ball for the North. Well, Riley Harms there. He's got a big arm. He tried to guide that ball in a little bit. Let me tell you something right now. Throw it as hard as you want. Zion can go get it.
0: And no doubt about it, of course, the North is moving into about our 15- to 20-mile-an-hour win here at Foster Field. And the North is into the South Territory at the 24-yard line. Here's a pitch play trying to get it outside Sarbaugh. Cuts it back up against the numbers and then gets leveled at the 20- about the 18-yard line is where they'll say he gets knocked down.
4: So a gain of another five on the play for Milton Sarbaugh. Yeah, Nathan Murray came up like an absolute missile, Doug. I mean, he leveled Sarbaugh there.
0: Good to hear for Nathan, uh, the Kearney uh, Bearcat. He's wearing 21 here today. He's four back in high school. Isaiah Stallberg, also a south defensive back. Second down, they'll call it four. A uh, Sarbaugh again around the right side, inside the 15, scurries to the 10, tiptoes inside the 10, and he'll be stepped out of bounds at the seven yard line. Ten more there for Milton Sarbaugh. And we talked about it with Grand Islands Colton Keyser earlier this week. How hard it is sometimes when you're a linebacker behind all those big linemen trying to find a kid that's as fast as Sarbaugh at 5'7".
4: Yeah, give him the ball. I said it here a bit ago. That's where I'm running. Nathan Murray smoked him again. Nathan Murray taking out some Omaha North frustration on Sarbaugh today.
0: First down and goal just outside the six-yard line. Sarbaugh, again, this time up the middle. he get to the five, just inside to the
4: four-and-a-half-yard line. A gain of two, second down and goal. Yeah, there was inside zone. He was a little tight to his guard. Uh, there, Doug. If he's not so tight to the guard there, uh, he probably gets that into the end zone.
0: Noah Manessis of uh, Plattsmouth making the tackle. Second in goal. They'll officially call it the five-yard line. Sarbaugh flanking Riley Harms to his left. Four wideouts again. High snap. He gets it to Sarbaugh. Up the middle. And Sarbaugh is hit and driven backwards. Gets nothing that time. Great job by the South defense flowing in there. A.J. Johnson of Millard West.
4: Let's see, I don't see the kicker here. Nope, going to be third down. Big personnel change there, though. Yeah, they're bringing in a whole lot of new faces here. And they do not have the the quarterback in,
0: Doug. No quarterback in here. Looks like they're trying to run a little something different here out of the Wildcat formation. Sending in motion, Jacob Wagaman, strong to the right side. Direct snap, they want to throw it into the end zone, and it is caught for a touchdown. North Platte
4: boy, old Bernie's guy gets that one, Doug. The throw was put up there
0: by the North team's Dylan Gentrop of Boone Central, of course, so we know all about him. And then, as you said, hauled in there by Bryson Kroll of North Platte.
4: Yeah, very nice. I like that little Tim Tebow jump pass. Looked like it was going to be off tackle there. They sent out the motion that way. That Both backs went to lead block. He took two steps, and up he went to Kroll. And I'm just going to tell you, this Bryson Kroll, it says 6'5", 220. (laughs) He looks like he's about 6'7", 280. This dude looks legit.
0: And, of course, we know Dylan Gentrop can uh, do all kinds of athletic things uh, up there at Boone Central in Albion. And now on, Brian Koberubias for Grand Island and the North to try the extra point. Waiting for the snap. It is down. Koberubias puts his leg into it, pops it up in the air and through the uprights. And with 3.53 to go in the first quarter of the 60th annual Shrine Bowl, the North is on the board. South 14, North 7 here on Classic Hits, Power
13: 99. At Burger King, you can get a real breadwinner with a new Sourdough King. Made with over a half pound of flame grilled beef, thick cut bacon, freshly chopped onions, melted American cheese, and a savory signature sauce on a toasted sourdough bun. That's right, all that good stuff on a toasted sourdough bun. Try the new sourdough king only at Burger King. Still hungry for sourdough? Wake up and try the new breakfast sourdough sandwiches, like the new savory double sausage breakfast sandwich. Weight based on pre cooked patties, limited time only at participating restaurants. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.
8: For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game, from Hellman, Maine, Kossler, and Cottle. With our
0: producer-engineer Stacey Johns, Larry Baker, Doug Duda with you here on KKPR-FM. Kearney, Grand Island, Gibbon, Holdridge, and the World Wide Web at at the 60th Annual Shrine Bowl at UNK's Foster Field, the South 14, the North 7, 353 to go in quarter number one, and Rubius now has to boot it into a
4: 20-mile-an-hour win. Yeah, we'll see. He's got a big leg. Hopefully, Hayes got a lot of good kicks here on this field, as we know he's coming to this school. Covarubius pops it up. They have to come get it on the dead sprint at the
0: 15-yard line, up the 20, looking for a little running room, 25-30. And uh, Tajah Davis of Boys Town will be brought down at around the 31-yard line, and that's where the South will take over with a 14-7 to lead.
4: <laughs> Boy, lots of offense here. You know, we opened this talking about... Back in the '92-'93 whatever game that was, we talked about Jeff Sykes. Of course, that would have been Scott Frost's uh, Shrine Bowl as well. We don't have no stinking eye formation in this thing. That's back. If, you, if that if, if those memories jogged your memory to that type of football, that's not what we're looking at today. This thing doesn't own a fullback.
0: Well, Damon Benning talked about the year he played in '92 and how boring it was. It was seven to three. He says we just didn't play very well offensively. Uh, that's not going to happen here today, obviously. So, first down and 10 for the South, and Westside still in there. Dylan Plout's looking deep down the middle of the football field, and it's just over the hands of his intended receiver, Jalen Harris of Omaha Central, who was right down the middle of the football field with Marcus Von jones of Creighton Prep, stride for stride with him.
4: Yeah, and this was what I said earlier. It's actually, we saw the deep ball that Zion was able to catch into the wind because he was able to come back to it. Throwing with the wind, the ball sails, and you just can't go get it. Now they
0: will empty the backfield again. Kaiser of Kearney Catholic looking for his first catch, is split wide to the left. And they will throw underneath again, an easy one for Caleb Schweigert. He does a little shaking and baking and gets about four and a half yards across the 35-yard line. And it'll be third down and a long five.
4: Yeah, I love that concept, of throwing that to the trips. It's just bubble stick. The third receiver, the one closest to the ball, is going to run bubble. The number two receiver is going to stick. The number one's going to run the vertical, and they're just reading the outside linebacker, the apex player, Doug.
0: Third down and six for the South. Plouts rolls to his right, still rolling, throws underneath, and it's past the outstretched hands of Jalen Harris that time. And this will be the first three and out of the ball game for the South.
4: Yeah, and Carson Pinkleton from Elkhorn South. Holy cow, he's playing linebacker there, Doug. The minute that thing showed rollout, I mean, it was like he was shot out of the cannon. Poor punter just did the practice punt and fell down. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) Mahoma Cashel to Pius
0: doing the kicking and punting here. He'll have the win at his back. And we'll see if Perry's got a chance to return it. And the kick is away. High, booming kick. What hang time? Take it at the 12-yard line. Shaken 15, 20, 25 up the right sideline. And that's where they will be bringing down the kick returner. Uh, for the North.
4: Well, that was a Division One punt, Doug.
0: Yeah, that's big time right up there. And so the North now, after being down 14 to nothing, will get
4: the football back down 14 to 7. Yeah, any time your eyes have to go above the lights to follow the ball, that's a good one, and it was deep. So let's see what they come back with here. They did come back with the Fremont quarterback, uh,
0: Riley Harms. Still have Sarbaugh in there as the lone running back that we've seen. Give it to Sarbaugh again up the middle, and he is going to make it to the 29-yard line, only a gain of two. So they've fed it to him a little bit more here lately, Larry, and now the South starting to pinch him a little bit. So how soon does Harms go back to the air on second down and eight?
4: Yeah, and I think now you're starting to set up some play action stuff, Doug. And Harms, as we said, he can spin it.
0: And we really only one time have seen uh, Sarbaugh intentionally get it outside. And that's what set up that first and goal. Harms, little pump fake, trying to go down the sideline for Fulkers. It's a jump ball. Going to be knocked away. Coming over to make the deflection for the south is Isaiah Stalbert, the Carney Bearcat.
4: Yeah, and that was really good. You know, in this Shrine game, the defense has to be a 4-3 too high. Four down linemen, three linebackers, two corners, two high safety. So there that was just simple cover two. And Isaiah Stallberg was able to rotate over and just did a fantastic job high pointing the ball.
0: So Stalbert and Murray have played quite a bit, but I don't know that they have played a snap together. Cal Narber is the other safety right now. And it is third down and eight. They'll swing it out of the backfield and way over the head that time of his uh, tight end slash a slot back. Uh, nothing going that time uh, for the North. I think he actually thought there was somebody else over there and never went
4: up for the football in Grant Matthews of Creighton Prep. Yeah, that's that giant tight end. We called that game with uh, Creighton Prep-Carney in the playoffs. He's a tremendous football player, is Matthews.
0: So both teams a little three and out action here. And it will be a North punt on fourth down and eight.
4: Oh, oh, they're missing again. Oh, now they're holding They're switching around. Look at the offensive line; they don't know where to go.
0: <laughs> and they know they've got to get the snap away, and they do. Cobra Rubius is actually not punting it; it's Bryson Kroll, and
4: it hits one of the South team members, and the North
0: dives on it, and the North's going to get the football uh, here.
4: I don't know. Did the uh, are, I don't know that the are the officials marking it that way, Doug? I don't know that they were up there. They might. They, they may not get this wrong. There wasn't an official within about fifteen yards of that.
0: Well, let's wait and see as they uh, sort it out here. Carson Pilkington of Elkhorn South jumped on the football. Everybody in the place knows what happened. It was a short kind of a uh, rugby-style punt, although that wasn't the intention. He just knuckleballed it down there, and the South was going down on coverage, and it just uh, hit off the ankle of the young man that was running down the field, and Carson Pilkington dove on it.
4: Yeah, and you get a low liner like that, you want a Peter call. Everybody should be screaming, screaming, Peter, Peter, Peter. So everybody turns and runs to the closest sideline to get out of the way in that situation. And it's not his fault. He's just running down the field, and it was a punt that was about, as the other one was above the lights, this one was about helmet high down the field. (laughs) And they will give it to the north. They will take over
0: at the south 44-yard line, Carson Pilkington. Uh, With the fumble recovery, each team now has given it up once. So the North, first down and 10, and we've got penalty flags before we can get anything going here, and Joe Dolinchak is back in as the quarterback here for the North.
4: This is really interesting. The North is really using their talent as far as that goes. I mean, it's been about two series, two series. The South, on the other hand, is simply gone with one guy.
0: And I think that I think we'll see different personnel when we get into the second quarter. Some guys do it by uh, you know, series, some guys do it by quarters, and then... The second half plays on its own, basically, sure. on how you played in the first half. That makes sense. So a, a five-yard penalty, first down and 15, pushes the ball back to midfield as check with Sarbaugh to his right, twins left, twins right. Dropped the ball, got it back, throws over the middle, and it is complete on a short little pass. It's going to be turned up the field, 40 to the 38-yard line before running out of bounds, Jacob Wagaman of Bennington. So Wagaman has been used quite a bit here uh, when they're not... Uh, throwing it to uh, some of their uh, favorite receivers, uh, but uh, Dolinchek has really like what he's seen from Wagaman so
4: far. Well, Dolinchek just did a fantastic job because they pumped the bubble screen and they were going to go up top on the nine route, and Isaiah Stalberg was coming over the top and he picked it. So Dolinchek did a great job and then just checked it down.
0: Second down and four at the 38 yard line of the South. Folker's in motion to the right. They'll hand it to Sarbaugh trying to get outside to the right. Here comes a penalty flag. He's
4: only going to get about a yard, yard and a half. We may have our first hold of this Shrine Bowl. Yeah, there the South defense did a tremendous job. That pitch earlier had been a really good play. They ran it three times in a row, and there Sarbaugh just had to keep working toward the sideline, and he got kind of bent over backwards there, Doug. Uh,
0: And again, he came in. He's got a little ankle ding up as coach. As the coach said, you know, he's not that good of a – well, actually, David Benning told us he's not that great of a basketball player, and he heard it playing basketball.
4: Yeah. Uh,
0: so if anything happens, uh, he's got that ankle he's working on, and that is a hold. It's a 10-yard penalty. Now back it up, make it second at about 14 at their 48-yard line of the south. 14-7, to the south, to 7, the south leads the north. 149 remaining here in the first quarter of our Shrine Bowl. Joe Dolan check in as the quarterback. They're staying with this basic formation. About the only thing that's different is which side of the quarterback Sarbaugh stands on. They're looking at a little bump screen, and it bounces off the helmet of an offensive lineman. You could see that that was the play call there. Sarbaugh just trying to get about three yards downfield, and they were going to throw it over the top, but it hit off an offensive lineman's helmet incomplete. And Doug,
4: it had been a touchdown because they ran out of, as you said, they were in that same two-by-two set. Both receivers ran outside breaking routes, and the safeties went with those outside breaking routes. There was nobody home on the middle screen to Sarbaugh. He'd have been gone. Might be something we
0: see later on. Sarbaugh checks out of the football game now when you know they've got to go down the field. Third and 13 for the North All-Stars at the South 48. They trail at 14-7, to 141 to go here in the first quarter. Snap back, Dolinchik looking left the whole way. Throws underneath Folkers. He's got it completed. Gets to the first down marker and up to the 31-yard line. He had to do a little work after the catch, but a beautiful 17-yard completion of the Gothenburg suite.
4: Yeah, really nicely done. That was well designed. Had crossing routes coming with the other two receivers, and you had two defenders smash into each other. Uh, The offensive guys call it a rub route. The defensive guys call it a pick route. The result is just a flat first down.
0: Well, I noticed that one of the crews they don't even have their they don't have any coaches up here in the booth. Uh, usually, we see that uh, for some recognition, but they know what they want to do. And Folker's in motion, giving him trips to the right side, pump fake to him, look deep, nothing there. They go back to Folker's. He makes the catch, and then a nice open field tackle behind the line of scrimmage by Joey Johnson of Gretna. It's actually going to result in a yard loss, second and eleven.
4: Yeah, one of the things is they tried to go pump and go again. What these coaches have to understand, and I'm sure they do, I don't, I'm don't. i not saying this in a derogatory way towards them, but with the restrictions of what the defense has to run, those two high safeties are always going to be back there. No. They're always going to be with the guy on top. They can't really cheat. No, you're going to have to do it with multiple receivers and not one receiver double move.
0: Second and 11 from the 31. Dallin check and We've got flags before the snap. <laughs> That's the one thing you definitely don't want to see in an all-star game is a lot of laundry. You never want to see it, but especially here. Yeah,
4: they've had two of those. Well, let's pay attention here a little bit. Is it legitimately someone's uh, just jumping different every time, or do they have somebody that's lined up a little goofy that's putting them in a tough spot? Because that's two on this drive alone. In case you didn't, we are still in the first quarter. <laughs> in the
0: final 40 seconds as the clock continues to tick down. 14-7, to 7, the South leads the North. Second down and 15 at the 36 of the South. A long conversation here between Dolinchek and Sarbaugh. Sarba out of the backfield. It's going to be a little middle screen here to crawl the tight end, 35-30, 25. And he's going to be just short of the first down as he is drugged down there by the South. Zach Schlager of McCook had the tackle, and it's going to be third down at about two,
4: a gain of 13. I'm telling you, this Crow is an athlete. The Huskers are getting a good one in him, Doug. I mean, there you run middle screen with a tight end there, and he took the ball right up the field. And we are going to reach the end of the first quarter of a play it was a little
0: jump out pa- did they call a timeout no
4: before? i don't think so but you're gonna get wildcat again there was not a quarterback in the game there again doug yeah the uh, north uh running out to uh, dylan plouts
0: again who actually had the touchdown pass previously carson pilkington had also kind of snuck out there so we're through one quarter of the 60th annual shrine bowl the south 14 the north seven here on classic hits power 99.
4: Well, I don't think we saw anything too surprising in the first quarter, did we, Larry Baker? No, not at all. That actually kind of going the way we thought. The offense of the South looks pretty good. The turnover led to seven points. That happens in any football game. Uh, the fact that Mike Huffman's really willing, you know, he's running uh, trick plays on uh, kickoff returns. He's gone for it on fourth down. We've seen a wildcat formation followed up by, I think, another wildcat formation right here going to be Dylan Egger, I think, from Wahoo is going to be your quarterback here, Doug.
0: So the South, though, saw that. They should be prepared for it a little bit. Also back there, yeah, Dylan Egger, number six, and then uh, Pilkington is in the backfield with him. It is third down and two at the 23 for the North All-Stars as we start the second quarter, trailing by a score of 14-7. to Egger takes a high snap. He'll run straight ahead and runs into the middle of the line. Going to be close. I don't think he got it. No, they're going to have a decision to make here. Boy, and the <laughs> the south really put a licking on him once they got him stood up. Simon Odie, uh, along with of uh, York and Connor Fee of Gretna.
4: Rubias told us about 45 was his range. They're not reaching for him at all here on fourth and two.
0: I wonder how many actual field goal attempts Bellevue West even attempted throughout the year (laughs) philosophy-wise. that's exactly right. They're going to do the same thing. Eggers in there at the Wildcat, fourth and a short two. They'll go to the left side. He tries to cut it back to the middle, and he's got the first down inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. Wyatt
4: Key made the tackle out of Gibbon. Yeah, there you saw a situation, Doug, where Eggers was just a little more patient. The first time he just tried to slam it in there, there he used some patience. Now Dolinchek back in at quarterback. Now Riley Harms has
0: played uh, so far on the uh, south side. The whole first quarter was uh, given to uh, their quarterback and Zach. Uh, excuse me, uh, their quarterback Dylan Plounce. And we will see if Matt Masker then moves over later on in the second quarter. First and ten at the 18. Back to pass Dolinchek under rush. He is going to be sacked. There is a penalty flag on the play. And in there on the sack is going to be Wyatt Key of Gibbon.
4: Yeah, Wyatt Key, Just he's going to use good feet, but he bull rushes here, Doug. And Wyatt Key's an extremely powerful guy, and he just destroys that O-tackle. You're
0: going to be a face mask on the offense. Now, normally you would decline that because you got the sack, you take the yardage, but a face mask, that's a pretty big yardage penalty. And when you are close to the red zone, you may be looking at uh, – At taking the penalty.
4: I say decline it so Wyatt Key gets an official sack (laughs) in the Shrine Bowl. That's exactly (laughs) what
0: I was thinking. (laughs) Well, it looks like they're going to accept it. Yep, they're telling him it's still going to be first down. Uh, So, Dawson Bates out of uh, Boys Town had a one-yard touchdown run on the opening possession for the South. The North had the opening possession. Uh, They went for it on fourth down near midfield. Couldn't get it. That set up a 55-yard drive. And then after a uh, turnover, Connor Fee, a fumble recovery for the South, set up a short field, 31 yards. They trick-played it a little bit. Zach Schlager uh, was able to uh, get it, or excuse me, uh, Dylan Plouts was able to hook up with uh, Caleb Schweigert for the touchdown. And then for the North, Dylan Gentrop, a five-yard pass to Bryson Kroll.
4: I love this. Peterson goes out to talk to the official, and the assistants are behind doing all the talk and that always drives me nuts and you got to talk to the official and the assistants come and going to give it to him
0: <laughs>
4: still waiting for him to mark this off 10.57 to
0: go here in the second quarter of the Shrine Bowl south 14 the north 7 it'll be first down a long long way to go all the way back Holy to the 42 yard line they marked that off after the sack larry well i
4: w- when we were discussing it one of the things that i was going to say was I think that's a spot foul.
0: So it's first and 24 for Joe Dolancheck. Well, it's way more than that, isn't it? They've got to get down to the 8, so it's 34. And a little swing pass out to Folkers. and The first man uh, missed him just
4: a little bit, and then out of bounds, and here comes a penalty play. Yeah, that's, a, that's going to be a face mask, Doug, uh, on the South team. So the South team just bailed him out a bunch. Simon Ot. held him up long enough, but then the face mask came in. And you'll see that, Doug, um, in these, like, where they haven't played. You always see that, like, in a high school game real early in the year because guys flail. Uh, Like, they're not in shape. They're not broke down in tackling what they're supposed to. They flail their arms. And and you'll see that here where they're not in midseason form.
0: And so a huge mark off back the other way. Took a lot of time here on these last two plays. It's all the way to the 21-yard line, and it's first down again. It was first and 33, Bakes. Yeah. And now we're right back almost to where we started. It's going to be first and
4: 13, first and 12. Yeah, good. I mean, this is something else. Something you don't normally see. No, you really. And if you're the uh, south team there, you really bailed the north out.
0: Dolin check so far, 7 of 10, 49 yards. Riley Harms was 5 of 7 for 86 yards. With the North Trails. Dolinchek hands it off to Milton Sarbaugh. Sarba trying to get off. Left tackle does. Slips through there. 15, 10, and close to the five-yard line. They'll give him the four. Again, a gain of 17 for the uh, top running back, Milton
4: Sarbaugh. Yeah, it's really interesting, Doug. You know, he's been... He's, he's always been a back in his career with a fullback in front of him, running power, ISO, counter. In college, he's going to go to Iowa Western where it's a wide-open, no-huddle offense. It's an inside zone offense. He looks like he does fit the part of his zone offense. Now he's in the number three here as a receiver.
0: Six carries for 33 yards, first and goal at the four. Sarbaugh now comes out of that right slot to settle in the backfield. They will hand it to him off the left side, avoids a tackle, hits the end zone, touchdown, Milton Sarbaugh for the north.
4: Yeah, that was really nice. They got a little crazy with the motion here, and that was pretty smart in the way they designed that. And then Milton Sarbaugh, I mean, Doug, he's 5'7", 160. I understand it. You know, you and I uh, stood next to him and interviewed him uh, the other day. He's not a big guy. He's chiseled up. He's very thick. But you can see there he's got the power to run through uh, tackles.
0: So Kobarubius Rubius in for the kick to try and tie this game up with 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. At 14, if he can put it through the uprights, Folkers is the holder. He pounds that one. It's on its way to hit the scoreboard, and it does. And we are tied up in the 60th annual Shrine Bowl with 10 minutes to go, first half. The south and north, 14 all this touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank. The better bank, Kearney.
9: Your local Aurora Cooperative team cares about your success like it's their own, and they're committed to making sure you get the job done. From their right-start premium feed line to their yield advantage platform, Aurora Co-op is constantly devising new ways to turn everything they know about your farm into valuable recommendations that yield results. Top it off with a full-service aerial team who knows timing is everything, and they're your one-stop do-it-all advisor who keeps you growing all year long. Contact your local Aurora Cooperative team today. Tougher together, Aurora and you
1: summertime doesn't have to be the same old boring routine fanatics on the brick says come on down after the shrine bowl and enjoy a pizza and some wings bring your friends and family in and enjoy the fun and friendly atmosphere then after you're all full of food head to the bike shed and get your summer body going with a new bike for other fitness equipment have an old bike that just needs some new parts we've got you covered there too fanatics and the bike shed your shrine bowl sponsors incarnate
0: an 11-play drive, went 44 yards, actually took a while, and with 10 minutes to go here in the first half, Cobra Rubius has it teed up, and he'll have the win at his back for the first time, and Cobra Rubius will have it returned, a fairly good kick to the one-yard line, 10-15, Tajan Davis, no, excuse me, it looks like it's not Tajon this time, it is going to be Jalen Harris of Omaha Central, and he'll kind of trot his way up to about the 23 he was looking for a hole to explode through and it never was there and he just kind of followed his line and it looks like here we go larry matt masker the Husker walk on out of Kearney Catholic to see what all state quarterback will get to take his first snap here in the Shrine
4: Bowl. Yeah, and I actually think he gives your offense a little more diversity, Doug, because though he's not blistering fast or anything like that, he's fast enough. He's kind of exactly the guy that Scott Frost talks about, a guy that can really throw the ball. Don't have to be four-three, four-six is enough if you know how to use it. Matt Masker, I think, does add. A dimension with his legs. I want to see how often they use a running back with Masker back there. Trips left, twins
0: right. They start at their own 23. Masker looks left, nothing there. Now right, now has to scramble, and he'll pull the trigger to Brett Kaiser, his outlet man. See, there you go, Kaiser's first catch of the ball game. It's a short one, but he knew his outlet man, just like Dylan Plouts did with Caleb Schweiger. He knew where he was going to be, and uh, earlier this week, Kaiser was talking about that.
4: Yeah, and there uh, you, you actually saw Masker's legs come in. He got flushed out of the pocket and was able to move out of the pocket and still complete the pass. Game of three, second down and seven.
0: Masker throws behind Caleb Schweiger. It was the same little uh, button hook. that, or I mean, they'd run the slant
4: there a little bit. The little button hook was a short pattern, but he threw it behind Schweiger. That's the exact same thing. They're running bubble stick there. Number one's got the vert, and then they run bubble stick. Read the apex player, uh, Masker just missed him.
0: This is the 60th Annual Shrine Bowl on Classic Hits Power 99, KKP RFM, Carney Grand Island Hastings, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Send the back in motion to the right, looking left again. Masker flushed, flushed. Wants to go down the sideline, wide open. Schweiger got behind the secondary to the 50. Makes another man miss. Still looking for it all, and he's going to score because of his dancing. 30, 20, 10,
4: and if he didn't step out of bounds, he's in for the touchdown. Doug, you've got to put this whole thing on Spencer Hayes. Douglas County West makes the block off of, as you said, the down dance there. Schweigert sticks his foot in the ground, and the tackler that was going to tackle him, Hayes from D.C. West, lights him up, and I mean plasters him, and off you go that fast. Matt Masker's scrambling ability yes, kept
0: the legs. play alive, and he hit Caleb Schweigert of West Side. Into the end zone, and now the extra point kick coming up from uh, the highest kicker, Noah McCashland, is on the way, and it is good. Another five points bank touchdown, five points bank, the better bank in Kearney, 9.25 to go, first half, south 21, north 14, a big touchdown pass for Matt Masker, that Caleb Schweigert was able to take up the field, we'll be right back. We are back here in the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth, bringing you the 60th annual Shrine Bowl. Carney Towing and Repair brings your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair. When you need us, we'll be there. Matt Masker, two of three. They officially put that down for a 75-yard touchdown pass to Caleb Schweigert of Westside for the Carney Catholic quarterback in Nebraska. Walk on. And, of course, these guys already went into uh, the Huskers for three or four days before they were released for camp. The kick away again into this wind, and it will be taken short at the 15-yard line. Egger waits for a bunch of people, then turns and hands it off, and getting to the 25, the 26, the 27-yard line. Up the football field up for the north on the return that time. Trying to pick him up here. We've been doing pretty good with that. It was Kobe Haas of Sydney, and the tackle made uh, by the uh, South on special teams. They've done really, South has done really good on special teams. Jono Wayand of Crete. And something—it looks like the North might have spent a little bit more time on special teams than the South did this week.
4: Yeah, and and you're going to get uh, Riley Harms back now. They're they're going about every other series. Harms back to pass from Fremont goes down the right sideline,
0: has his man, but out of bounds on the uh, jump ball to Wyatt Luer. Of course, uh, a lot of people remember the amazing catch that O'Neill and Luer made on their way to the state championship his junior year. And it will be out of bounds, incomplete, second down and ten. The wind is, as you can hear, picking up a little bit here over 20 straight out of the north, and that's at the back of the north team right now.
4: Let's see, Riley
0: Harms trying to get them lined up here. Milton Sarbaugh. Look, Harms is so big, and Sarbaugh is so little. They hand it off to Sarbaugh, breaks that first tackle, and then
4: brought down by Isaiah Stalbert after a gain of two. Yeah, you don't say it very often that somebody's a, a, a foot taller than somebody else, but Riley Harms and Milton Sarbaugh literally are about a foot apart. Well, I will tell you this, Doug, that was a tremendous play by Matt Masker, and it will go down as the longest touchdown pass in Shrine Bowl history, so we've had a record set today. The longest previous was 57 yards back in 1962.
0: Simon Otey, I want to correct myself, although Stalbert has made some good plays. Otey of York was in on that one. It'll be third down and eight, straight back to pass, under pressure, flushed, has to run with the football. Ball's knocked away from behind, but he falls on it and has the first down out to the 37-yard line. Great job up there by the uh, rush of the South team and just not able to recover. It was David Duncan of Beatrice. And the ball bounced off the turf right back into the hands of quarterback Riley Harms.
4: Yeah, and he was lucky because there were two South defenders right there to get it.
0: 21-14 South, 8.5 to go second quarter. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll look at some stats for you. We'll talk with Stu Pospisil, the Press Sports Editor of the Omaha World Herald. And uh, let you know what else is going on in the world of sports. Folkers of Gothenburg in motion to the right, little swing pass to him. He's going to catch it in the backfield, head up the field to the 40-yard line. It's all for about three yards, and then that is Isaiah Stallberg that is in there on the tackle, A.J. Johnson of Millard West, and Drew Bessie of Palmyra also bearing down on
4: him. Yeah, Stallberg's. Uh, I, I don't know that he has an official tackle or anything today, but he's been as important uh, on this defense as anybody so far to this point, Doug, simply because he's all over the field and he's taking so many things away. Second and
0: seven, Sarba time, a little pitch forward to him, tries to shake and bake, but he's going to get just a couple, three yards uh, holding down his defensive position out here at the corner uh, for the South team is Ian, Ian uh of Aurora, and they give Schlager credit for the tackle as well. Borkatcher uh, playing out here at the defensive end position really strung that out
4: yeah did a nice job just played with his hands off the tackle
0: third down and four and they'll run the exact same play and this time sarba gets the corner and should have
4: just enough for the first down well he was able to get the corner there dylan uh, kuchera from archbishop bergen playing right tackle for the north team was beaten badly uh, on the play before and on this time Uh, they were able to get to the corner because he did a fantastic job. He got both of his hands completely wrapped around the jersey and held as best he could. (laughs) Just did a fantastic job pulling the jersey off the tackle there.
0: Zach Schlager, who's headed to Colorado State, on the tackle again. Quarterback Riley Harms of Fremont wants to go back to pass on first down and 10. Flushed, he's going to have to run. He's into South Territory, and then he
4: does the slide at the 45-yard line. That's going to be a gain of seven. Yeah, that was a really smart slide. Uh, There were a couple guys waiting, and A.J. Johnson from Millard West uh, had Harms lined out.
0: Riley Harms coming to UNK, showing some uh, flashes right there. Looking forward to seeing this young man in a loper uniform playing on this field that hopefully he'll be a part of for at least the next four years. Second down and... Excuse me, second down and three. They'll pitch it to Sarbaugh, trying to get to the outside, and he is tracked down from behind after just a one-yard gain. Boy, we're so used to Sarbaugh being so fast, and Joey Johnson of Gretna took him right down the line and ankle-tackled him after a gain of a yard. It'll be third and about a yard and a half.
4: Well, it is interesting, you know, Coach Huff. If Sarbaugh's asking to come out, Doug, I don't know that they've got another running back, a true running back on this roster. Uh, Kobe Haas out of... um, uh sydney is but has played he's listed as a db but he's played some about i don't with with the injury to gilliland
0: yeah drake gilliland mitchell was supposed to be here and just got hurt in the scrimmage this week third and a long one sarba up the middle of the football field runs right into the defensive line and i don't think they're going to give it to him they didn't blow the play dead for a long time the south stripped the ball and headed the other way but they're not going to give credit to zach schlager that defensive touchdown it's going to be fourth and short and of course they're going to go for it and here comes that wildcat formation
4: yeah sarbaugh there though he wasn't going to tap himself on the helmet at that time before the anybody else started coming in he just came off because he was tapping trying to get out off the last play dylan
0: gentrip is in there with carson pilkington pilkington's been in there when either uh, gentrip or egger have taken the wildcat snap and it's going to be egger starts left goes right finds the seam hands the first down to the 41 yard line Needed two, got about three. First and ten here for the north as they trail the south. 21-14, 5-13 to go first half of the 60th annual Shrine Bowl. Off the bottom of that pile, once again, uh, the name that we're going to start calling, David Duncan of Beatrice.
4: Yeah, David Duncan of Beatrice is a good-looking kid as
0: well. One thing about the Shrine game, that you don't get a whole lot of love. Your name called a lot when you're along that line. It's when you kind of go back and look at the film and go, oh, man, what a block. Oh, man, what a block.
4: Yeah, and they're going to go uh, Elge here um, in the backfield. Egger, excuse me.
0: Dylan Egger of Wahoo is going to be the back and give them a little bit of a break. And now we're going to get our first timeout of the ball game. There was a little confusion out there. So timeout on the field brought to you by... Our uh, friends at ENT Physicians of Kearney taking care of you since 1994. Located where you need a specializing in you. The 60th Annual Shrine Bowl, 445 to go in the first half. The South,
8: 21. The North, 14.
0: The 60th Annual Shrine Bowl, a big thank you to the many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school athletics throughout the year. Don't forget, two weeks from today, it's the Annual Sertoma 8-Man All-Star Football Game. That's an evening edition this year in Hastings, and you'll hear it on the Breeze 94.5. Mike will and gang will have the call over there two weeks from today. First out and 10 for the North, trailing 21-14, 4.45 to go. Riley Harms of Fremont back, pump fake. Penalty flag in the backfield is going to be a hold. He rolls out to his left. He makes a lot out of nothing, 35-30, 25, but it's all coming back because of an obvious hold into the backfield. Joey Johnson was back there again, and they didn't want him to get to the quarterback, so Cooper Reese had to wrap him up there a little bit, and that was a hold way back in the backfield. That's about 9 to 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage.
4: Yeah, that's the other tough penalty is holding is a spot foul. I think they're going to make a change here too doug so good. yeah they are they're going to change their left tackle
0: andrew reiner is coming in yep. who had started at right tackle so he's going to come in there and do and they the just
4: flipped help. him he just went okay. to right tackle and they sent the bergen kid over to left tackle cruchera so they're moving things around here they're tired of their quarterback getting chased
0: and that is going to bring up first and pack a lunch we had first and 33 and then there was a defensive face mask and the the north was able to then take it into the end zone here they've got to overcome they got to get to the 31 yard line and they are at their own 38 screen pass over the middle and it is incomplete trying to find another one of their big targets right across the middle there with grant matthews of creighton prep O of two trying to get it to grant
4: yeah, Coach Huffman, you can clearly see a little bit frustrated. A lot of the jump around jovials gone. Of course, it's game time. Well, and, and they're, very they're very not, serious now. They're no. not able to get the pace they want. No. They are not at the Bellevue West pace that they want to get right here. Yeah, because this is not, they don't want this offense incomplete comeback regroup. They want first downs. You're right, Doug.
0: Even if they just get a little seven or eight yards there on that screen pass, they can get up. They've got the next play called. They're ready to go. But even right here, long time before they get this, we're already down to five seconds on the play clock after an incomplete pass. And they'll fake it to Egger. And Joey Johnson comes in and gets another sack. He is just blowing up whoever is on that line. And Riley Harms down on the uh, turf again. That is the second sack here for Joey Johnson. He would have had three, but there was a hole.
4: Yeah, Doug, that's on Riley Harms. They left him unblocked there. They were reading him. And he, he blows the read. That should have gone to the quarter or the running back, excuse me. That was read option.
0: So Dylan Egger has been in there a couple of times to go back to Sarbaugh. Now third, and they say 33. You oh might boy. just see Sarbaugh. And we're going to get a timeout. The North is going to call their second timeout and send Coach Huffman out there to see exactly what they want to do with 3.57 to go here in the first half. South 21, North 14. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney from the 60th Annual Shrine Game.
10: Everything seems easier when you're doing business with people you know, especially banking. When you apply for a loan, it's a good feeling knowing who you're talking to. Bank with us. Mendon Exchange Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. Community people you know.
8: Community people you know.
0: Well, there's not a whole lot of things in the playbook for third and 33, and you get to an all-star game, there's probably very few. Maybe a wheel route here to Sarbaugh, uh, or else you just stand back and chuck it, or you take your medicine and hand it off.
4: Well, and the thing is, too, is something short where they, you know, you you just saw Masker set the all time longest touchdown pass in Shrine Bowl history, that record. That pass was only about a four or five yard pass. You know, get a guy in space and see if he can run with it.
0: He did that a lot with Kaiser this year, too, at Kearney Catholic. So back to pass harms. They're going to throw a little screen or a little uh, hook and it's going to be tipped away there. Odie was in the middle of that. The intended receiver was Wyatt Luer of O'Neal again, and he just did a little
4: set down about 12 yards up the field,
0: and uh, Odie, there, I think, might have got a fingertip there's on There's a it.
4: chance that was a hook and ladder because you had Sarbach coming out of the backfield, and, and when he turned the corner, he was racing to the receiver. Would have been fun. Yes, it looked like maybe that was a hook and ladder.
0: How about this? They're set up to punt, and look at who the up back is. Ooh, Milton Sarbaugh's in there. He's not going to block anybody.
4: No, but if he touches the ball, it could be good. <laughs> Why
0: would you do that on fourth and 33? It's a low snap. His knee went down. They're calling for that, but they're not going to get it. And the uh, punt is actually going to back up and uh, lose yards, of about seven yards that time, uh, for Bryson Kroll. It was a low snap. His knee goes down. The South, and he's down, he's down, which I hate that rule in football. We've talked about yeah. that before. He went down and picked it up and got it away cleanly. And even Joey Johnson... Uh, was back there uh, rushing the punter and didn't quite get there in time. Not a deep punt. The ball will be marked at the 37-yard line. The South has 342, three timeouts. Uh, And Matt Masker is only going to get his second opportunity here. We had a lot more back and forth there in the first quarter. Uh, Masker's taken uh, three snaps, uh, four snaps, I believe, because they had one run in there. But uh, he dumped it down the field about 14 yards and let uh, Schweiger uh, Westside do the rest.
4: Yeah, he's had three snaps in this game. He needs to have three more and just make them count as much, and they'll be up 14.
0: 21-14 south. Asker's with trips to the left, Kaiser by himself to the right, and he's rolling to the right, rolling, rolling, little stop, little hook. Kaiser can't catch it. That's one that you never saw uh, hit the turf usually before. He came back for the football, and it was put on the numbers. Marcus Von jones of Creighton Prep was there on the coverage in complete second and 10.
4: Yeah, needed that catch there. That was a really good concept.
0: And, you know, the one thing is you would think if there was the Carney High or Carney Catholic connection, the crowd would go crazy. Eh. Yeah, no, you know, I know There's probably – it's, a, it's a made up a lot of parents, a lot of your school. I'm sure there's a few more, Kearney. I'd like to see it just to hear the, hear the reaction again for the South. Second and ten. Masker, under pressure, rolls right, uses his feet again. Now he's got all day. He's going to run, and he's going to head to the sidelines and be pushed out of bounds after about a four-yard gain, I think, is – about all he is going to get uh, north did a really good job that time colton keezer of grand island gonna get credit for the tackle
4: yeah doug you just see the difference with masker's legs since he's been in what he's been able to do colton keezer at grand island You know, he's gonna go play at Doane. doug colton keezer's just a hawk for the football perfect uh in that defense that coach t runs uh playing linebacker there i mean he is a great football player
0: i to say maybe masker got another step up to the 45 they'll call it third and three Trying to get some more points on the board here before halftime. And back to pass. Little slant, complete. Gets it into the hands of Caleb Schweigert. Schweigert, though, this time is not going to be able to break away. Pilkington in there on the tackle. They're going to be short of the first down. Also in there on the tackle. Well, you're in a weird spot here. Kobe Haas of Sydney. We've called his name a couple times.
4: Yes, I don't know if I punt here. I think I go for it. Right in the middle of the field.
0: Yeah, they're lined up to go for it. Jacob Johnson of Fairbury is the back. Fourth down and three. Man in motion from left to right. Got a freebie. And we get Spencer Hayes went in motion and they jumped.
4: You could hear Masker from up here when he gave it to him. I mean, he gave him a heart and everybody went. You Scotty know,
0: Frost has to be smiling on that one, doesn't he? You think so.
4: <laughs> but but I'll tell you, Doug, also, you know, you just talked about it. The Fairbury running back, we haven't seen him get the ball yet today. This is a tremendous kid. They were the number one seed in C1 until he went down and got hurt uh, in, early in the playoffs. This kid is legit. I'd like to see him. Have they handed the ball? No, they did a couple times early to the uh, Boys Town kid.
0: Yeah, Deshaun Bates. He actually has the first touchdown of the game. First and ten, just under three minutes, clock running. Here's a little bubble screen out here to Kaiser. Heads back up the sideline, stiff arm, 45, 44-yard line, as he'll be thrown out of bounds there. So a short play that worked a lot for Carney Catholic throughout the last couple of years, and it's Colton
4: Keyser in on the tackle again. Yeah, and there you see Kaiser. He's, coming to, he's going to join the Lopes show. He's going to have, hopefully, a lot of great days on this field.
0: Well, maybe him and Riley Harms, who's playing for the North, will have a lot of hookups in the future.
4: Gain of five, second and five.
0: Tackle made inbounds, so they'll continue to run the clock. Johnson in the backfield. It's about his time, but they're going to throw it again. A little hitch and go, and he didn't like it, so now scrambling and going the wrong way. Masker buying time. He's just going to throw it away. He looked for Kaiser, but Kaiser was covered. Kaiser was there. Great job of the secondary of the North that time. That was the longest scramble we've seen by either team so far in the ballgame, but Masker made sure he got rid of the football, and it's third and five.
4: He just does a tremendous job keeping the play alive, Doug. Does Masker, you know, clearly he's walking on at Lincoln in an uber-competitive position where Lincoln is always going to go recruit one of the best kids in the country, but this kid will compete down there, I believe.
0: He is going to draw a lot of comparisons to Riker Fife, who played in this game for Grand Island. Rolling to the right, throws underneath. That one looks to be caught. Did he keep his toes in? Yes, Jalen Harris is going to catch it at the north 39-yard line. They've targeted the central wide receiver a couple of times. Went to him deep once and just overthrew him. Uh, with uh, the previous quarterback from West Side, Dylan Plouts.
4: Yeah, and you got to give a big assist there to Rashawn Harvey, who I raced down and got right in the official's block. face, it's telling it's him that's a catch <laughs> all the way. <laughs>
0: He's down. You're saying Rashawn raced? Yeah. <laughs> and it stops the clock with 2.05 to go here. First half, 21-14, south leading the north. Haven't had a score here in about seven minutes after those 35 points were put up. Again, empty Backfield. Here comes a little outside rush. Masker going to throw to the end zone, looking for it all, and it is over the intended target that time of Jacob Johnson. They lined him up in the slot that time, the running back out of Fairbury. But Masker, boy, he just shows his arm right there on the run. He went 50 yards, 45 yards
4: in the air. Across his body. Across his body and didn't overshoot Johnson by more than about a yard. I mean, that is a legit howitzer on the right side of his body. Holy cow, Doug. That was big time. I mean, that was full boot to the sideline, and he threw that all the way back across fifty yards on the hash. a
0: couple of A receivers, a couple of C's and then you got Johnson back there in the backfield on the second down, rolling out of the pocket to his left, masker through the hands that time of Caleb Schweger to be honest, most of what schwiegert has caught had been real little passes, real short passes, so that 's one of the first bullets downfield that he was not able to haul that one in, but uh, so far, Caleb has two touchdown receiving two receiving touchdowns in the game today for the South.
4: Yeah, and one of the things that's tough for receivers in this game, now not necessarily Schweiger because he's got uh, plouts throwing it to him, but the quarterbacks in this game can spin it, Doug. That ball gets on you so fast and it's so heavy. They haven't had that at their quarterback at their high school. Most generally, didn't quite throw it that well. Well, the South with a decision to make here. Third and ten going into
0: the wind at the north 38-yard line with 1.52 to go in the ball game's first half. They lead at 21-14. They'll call their first time out. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney, taking care of you since 1994. Back with more from the Shrine Bowl in a moment.
11: No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives.
0: Back here at UNK's Foster Field, a big thank you to Peter Yazvak and the crew here at the University of nebraska Kearney. To Dave McDonald, Ronnell, and the gang with the Shrine Bowl, the 60th annual edition, the sixth year we've had it here at UNK's Foster Field. It's been entertaining so far. The South leading the North 21-14. The South got the first 14. The North got the next 14. And then Masker of Kearney Catholic with about a 10-yard pass to Caleb Schweigert, who did the rest himself, went 75 yards for a Shrine Bowl record-receiving touchdown. 21-14 in the South now trying to find some more. But they face third and 10 at the North, 30 30- Eight-yard line, Masker fakes it to Johnson, looks right, looks for Kaiser. Kaiser's got it. Kaiser steps out of bounds at the 26-yard line, a gain of 12, first down. It's almost unfair to have your quarterback and top receiver together in the Shrine Bowl and both sides um, able to have that, Uh, especially for the South here. Both quarterbacks have their top wide receiver with them.
4: Well, what's unfair is being able to run a 10 to 12-yard out in high school and have a quarterback that can just stick it on you.
0: So first and ten a minute, 48 to go here in the half. Masker looking down the middle of the football field. Oh, he throws it up in traffic, and that got knocked away. That's the first one that we've seen today that probably shouldn't have been thrown. I think he was looking for Johnson again out of the backfield. Yeah. Nice play there in the defensive backfield by the north. And we have named Kobe Haas quite a bit here today. He has had himself a pretty good football game out of Sydney. Yeah, playing very, very well, Doug. Second down and 10 at the 26-yard line with a minute 43 to go here before halftime. Masker now has Johnson in the backfield. Twins right, twins left. And Johnson, his first carry of the ball game, but gets ankle tackled at the line of scrimmage. And had he not, it was one of those, he's the only guy there. The middle of the football field was open, but a nice, nice tackle for the North, Colton Feist. And, of course, the Huskers hope he does that a lot in the future. He was able to make the tackle third down and ten.
4: He's one of those guys, I think, that's going to have a tremendous career.
0: Trips to the right. Kaiser by himself over here, one-on-one to the left. They send Johnson out of the backfield to the right. It's all left. Now trouble for Masker. He's scrambling, steps up in the pocket. He's going to have to run. Gets to the 20, dives forward to the 18. Ball might have popped loose, but he is going to be short of the first down, but he got a good amount of yardage. It'll bring up fourth and short. Now do you kick the field goal? Or do you go for it on fourth and about two and a half?
4: Yeah, Huffman called timeout.
0: Yeah, to give the North hopefully one more chance, they have the wind at their back. So uh, trying to make the South make a decision here, whether they go for it or not, it'll be the final timeout for the North, brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. Located where you need is specializing in you. 59 seconds to go before halftime. 21-14, south over the North. What do you do here? You're going into the wind. It would be a 36-yard field goal, obviously. You have all-state kickers. Uh, you can go up by two scores, here's, here's but what, you don't go up by that magic give the ball
4: no, back score. And your kicker is a really good kicker, but he's been a great punter. You're at, the extra points have been somewhat adventurous; they've all kind of been low wobblers. So, into the wind right here, in, in what's going to be a pretty long kick, I go for it here, Doug. To be quite honest, and, and part of the reason I do is Masters playing quarterback right now, and he gives me the double threat.
0: And you got Kaiser right there. They hit it. they hit him earlier on a fourth down. They hit him on that third down and ten. And also because of the defensive rules that you have to play in the Shrine Bowl, it's a little bit easier to get a three-yard out.
4: Well, it's so much easier to be able to play call when you know what you're going to get. Part of this timeout is that you've got half of it setting it up, and you've got the other half thinking, I'm going to set this up if. But it looks like they're going to try that Wildcat stuff too.
0: Is Schlager going to take the snap here for McCook?
4: That's what it looks like, Doug.
0: Looks like he is. On fourth down and three, he is. He's going to roll right following Johnson. He's going to spin. He's going to get hit. He's going to keep the legs grinding. He is not going to get it. He's going to be, well, then the pile moves forward. It looked like they had him stop, and he falls forward for a half yard. This is going to be very, very, very close
4: for Zach Schlager of McCook. South is sending the offense out.
0: The North is sending the offense out. Excuse me. And they're going to have to bring the sticks out. You don't see the chain gang very often, but the chain gang bringing out the chains, just like Carney towing and repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home, Carney towing and repair. So uh, we are here at the 60th Annual Shrine Bowl. We're going to bring out the chains. We're going to stretch the chains. Oh, my. Put the Put the card down. He is going to be short and by I mean, just an no. inch. By just an inch, the North will have no timeouts, 51 seconds, and they will have it at their own 16-yard
4: line. Holy cow, I can't believe how close that was. It was a really nice job, though, keeping his legs moving and churning.
0: And let's see if Riley Harms just throws caution to the wind with five wideouts here and chucks it as far as he can. That looks like what they want to do. Harms going to go underneath. Ooh, that might have been
4: interference. That's Dolinchek back in there now. They've checked in Dolinchek. Excuse me. He tried to go to
0: Folkers, and,
4: boy, right on top of him that time,
0: there was uh, some pretty good contact. Uh, Adam Wasserman of Fairbury kind of had him on the ground before that ball got there, but they let it go second down and 10. And you're right, I mean, they might have a hook and ladder set up in there somewhere, but they don't have Sarbaugh in the game right now. So check in, he knows what his coach wants, 48 seconds. check looks short across the middle, and it is in and out of the hands of the South defensive back, trying to make the
4: stick, probably didn't expect it to get up on him that quick. No, he didn't, because they were trying to run that same... Uh, mesh route, that pick route that they'd run earlier, and Dallincheck just threw it straight to the defender.
0: Jonah and again from Crete right there. Couldn't imagine that, why are you throwing it to me? And it just couldn't locate it after it popped up off of his hands and face mask. Now you got to be careful. You don't want to give it right back to the south. They've got a couple timeouts. Third and ten at your own 15 with 43 seconds to go. One first down, then you head to the locker room maybe. That's all they're trying to do, but again, a little mix-up down there. With the Folkers coming back to the football, they threw it underneath. He would have had to go another five or six yards.
4: they got to punt it. it. Yeah, they've got to punt it. They've got to punt this now, Doug. Isaiah Stoltz. No, who's going back? Nope, that's not Isaiah. And Omaha scouts Jackson Gordon in there on the coverage
0: for the South team. And uh, back there is going to be for the South team. Tyjah Davis. Yeah, Tyjah's been back there a couple of times. And again, Sarba's in there as the blocking back. I find that somewhat puzzling-slash-hilarious. And Kroll to punt it away. Oh, there's a beautiful punt. Davis backs up, backs up, has to let it go. Look at this. This might roll all the way to the 5-yard line. That's going to be down at about the 8. And there's a penalty flag.
4: Down at the 8 along with about another 10 seconds.
0: That's a 77-yard punt
4: if it stands.
0: That's a 77-yard punt if it stands. But there is a penalty flag back at the line of scrimmage. And we're waiting to hear from our referee again.
4: Well, we don't have that record, Doug. The longest punt. They need to get it.
0: My goodness. Kroll had kind of hit a couple of dubbers. That's the so the punt will stand. Evidently, they were lined up illegally. Uh, So, or they rushed or something like that illegally. So the ball will be all the way down around the 8-yard line, and I think all you're going to see here is take a knee into that wind and we'll be at halftime with 27 seconds remaining in the first half. 21-14 south, but nobody scored here in the last 9.5 minutes or 9 minutes as it stands right now.
4: Yeah, I I wouldn't get cute here, I don't think. Unless, you you know, the one thing you could do, because this offense is is predicated on it, throw a hook, throw an out. These offenses are built, Doug, to score off of short passes and long runs. You can throw something safe and try to break a tackle.
0: But again, with the defensive rules, you're not going to be up getting beat on the press coverage, or at least you shouldn't be. And it might just be Jacob Johnson time. As he flanks Basker to his left, standing at about the three. And that's exactly what they do. Johnson trying to follow his blockers out to the right side. He's going to get to about the 10, maybe the 11-yard line. Again, at three. And nobody's calling timeout. And they're starting to walk towards the locker room here, it looks like, at UNK's Foster Field. And that's indeed what will happen. South not seeing a play. And they're unbuckling the chin strap. So we have played the first Two quarters of the 60th Annual Shrine Bowl in its sixth year here at UNK's Foster Field with the score, the South, 21, the North, 14. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. First half stats, a chat with Omaha World Herald Prep Sports Editor Stu Pospisil and more here on Classic Hits, Power 99, KKPR-FM, Carney, Gibbon, Holdridge, and the World Wide Web
3: at PlatteRiverPreps.com.
0: And welcome back to UNK's Foster Field. Doug Duda, along with Larry Baker, our producer engineer, Stacy Johns. It's time for the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. Halftime, the South leading the North here at the 60th Annual Shrine Bowl, 21-14. to 14. The scoring started with Dawson Bates' one-yard run. Coming out of uh, Boys Town, he was able to take it in and uh, get things going here for the uh, South squad after the North went for it near midfield, capped a 55-yard drive. Then Connor Fee was able to come up with a fumble recovery for the South team from Gretna, and that's when uh, we had Mr. Plounce, Dylan, hook up. A 31 yard touchdown pass to his high school teammate, Caleb Schweiger, out of Omaha West Side. Noah McCashel to Pius, the kicker, 14 0, 7.16 to go in the first quarter. Then the North got a little something going. Dylan Gentrop on a wildcat play, a five yard little dump pass to Bryson Kroll of North Platte. So uh, Boone Central to North Platte, Brian Kobarubius, the kicker for the North team out of Grand Island, made it 14-7 to with 3.53 to go, and that's how the first quarter ended. Then Milton Sarbaugh scored with 10 minutes to go in the half from four yards out, and then it only took 35 seconds for Matt Masker to complete a Shrine Bowl record 75-yard touchdown pass the Caleb Schweiger, Schweiger's second touchdown reception. McCaslin added the kick, 9.25 to go here in the first half, and that was our last score, 21-14. to 14. The South leading it here. We'll take a look at some stats in just a moment, but also they uh, try to always bring back the previous year's Trine Bowl players of the game, and both of the players were able to make it here today. Well, of course, we hear that name Vedrill again. This time Noah Vedrill was last year's offensive player of the game, and then Grand Island's Peyton Kenny was the defensive player of the game. They were both honored here at halftime. Doug Duda along with Larry Baker, and uh, they are going through the ceremonies here, and uh, we will run down Prep Sports Editor Stu Pospisil here in just a few minutes. Uh, But, Larry, what you have seen here, pretty good here. Uh, It slowed down the last nine minutes. That's usually what happens. You kind of figure some things out. But uh, so far, pretty entertaining first half
4: here. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's really what we thought. Both offenses were going to be good, uh, and the defenses were able to bow their necks here a little bit. Uh, you know, just interesting, and I think what the South team is doing is they're just going to say each kid's going to get two quarters and they're going to stagger him. I believe this offense is better with Masker of Carney Catholic, and the reason I do is because of what he adds with his legs. He really kept things moving there uh, in the drives that he had in the second quarter.
0: How much, uh, and I'll put this out for the, for the Metro folks, how much of this is Masker maybe a little nervous out there, Class C, Playing on his home field, uh, I, I know his temperament. I mean, he's he's very calm, cool, collected. And then, how much of that is Dylan Plotz just kind of used to? That's what his offense is, and not necessarily had to had to get out of there. He was making a lot of quick passes underneath, uh, especially to Schweiger.
4: Yeah, well, I think the offense gets called different uh, fr- from that perspective. Uh, they're running all one-step and three-step concepts with. Uh, Plouts and when it comes to Masker, they're running all three and five-step and rollout concepts because they're different kids. I felt Masker looked really smooth, just really, really smooth. He was able to run the thing out, and and when we saw with Plouts, when there was O-line trouble, when somebody would get beat, the play was dead. With Masker, we were able to really see the play get extended.
0: Well, we will run down some stats here for you in uh, just a little bit, both offensively and defensively. Again, a couple of kids injured in camp, not able to play, uh, most notably uh, Drake Gilliland, the outstanding All State running back out of Mitchell. And then on the uh, South team, uh, Garrett Shart, who is going to uh, play out of Bruning, Davenport Shickley, uh, a state champion in his uh, own right. But both of them. Uh, Out of the game today, Uh, Caleb Marlett of Elwood Murdoch, Zach Muff of Crete were selected, but were out before uh, the uh, camp began.
4: Yeah, and injuries are always a part of this. We always lose one or two during camp, and and, uh, this week we lost two kids during camp. Uh, The nice thing is uh, neither injury were significant uh, for the young man. Well,
0: he makes the trip out to Kearney, America, and we are pleased to uh, once again welcome in the Prep Sports Editor, of the uh, Omaha World Herald, who did have lunch today, by the way. Uh, that is a uh, stoop hospital. How was it?
14: Well, the lunch was fine. If I don't get a parking spot next year, I'm not coming back. So did
0: they not let you in? I had they a- said,
14: "Oh, well, these are hand for handicapped."
0: Well, you- <laughs> and uh, you know,
14: I mean, there's <laughs> the the, the jury's out. Okay, uh, yeah,
0: I don't have to make the joke. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, uh, afterwards, if you go get the burger out of my vehicle, that would be great. <laughs> you know what? Uh, the game has kind of lived up to the billing. Now it's slowed down uh, by putting points on the board here in the last uh, nine minutes, all the 35 points coming in the first uh, quarter and then uh, nine 25 here, the last, so about, you know, 15 minutes of actual football, but your impressions on what we've seen so far,
14: I think it's everything we anticipated. They were going to throw the ball around the lot and, you know, you've got, um, you know, that first drive for the, the South, it was just old home week. It's, it's plouts pitching to, to Schwieger and, uh caleb schweger from west side seven catches 142 i will send you the updated shrine uh records that's why i spent the first half doing because the, it's so bad on the program but anyway seven catches 142 yards he needs six
0: yards to break the record to break the record, the record right man, man oh man and he,
14: he should get that with his next catch uh,
0: no it's it's interesting how especially for the south uh the even master he relied on kaiser uh, on a, on a couple of important plays but then uh, he hits uh schwiegert on uh, that big uh, record touchdown 75 well, yards no 80 yards 80 is, the is now okay no so.
14: it, and that's in the program actually
0: okay so, I, I misread it then sorry yeah no so but he gets the 75 yard touchdown reception yeah so it was too. a beautiful move
14: by by schwiegert and um the program list him as being un uncommitted. i i would think somebody watching on tv or here you know, might might want to take a chance on him. I mean, he's a little small, yeah. but uh, great moves. And he had a, you know, two 1,000 yard seasons at Westside with, uh, you know, one with Plouts, and they're both with Plouts. So, um, you know, or maybe you should go where Plouts is going. Which, oh wait, that's Stanford.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Nobody's smart enough in this room. Are they, are they Larry Baker?
4: Aye. Of to Stanford.
0: <laughs> well, Larry was talking about uh, kind of how when Milton Sarbaugh got involved a little bit, it seemed to change what the North was able to do.
14: Yeah, I mean, a little change of pace. A lot of those plays were forward passes. So, you know, that's something that I think um, college coaches wanted to see from him being able to catch passes. The North wasn't able to show during, you know, they re- needed to rely on just the pound and ground game. Uh, you know, for their state title run. But I, I think he's a, a fine back, and he's going to Iowa Western, and, you know, with a good season, you know, he could very well get, uh, you know, Big Big 10, Big
4: Big 12 looks. Yeah, I mean, he's 5'7", he doesn't play 5'7", and, you know, Coach Huffman said it to me today that we wouldn't have Omaha North Milton just simply with the ankle and what's happened all week, and we've seen that, he's not quite had that burst, but but you know an eighty percent Milton Sarbaugh is better than uh, most of the guys in this state, and that's for sure.
0: Tell me a little bit about what you've seen uh, defensively, Stu. That doesn't get a lot of play, but boy, Joey Johnson's Joey been Johnson's, all over the yeah, play. We know the, about Zach Schlager; he's there too. But boy, Joey's been great.
14: Yeah, and you know, multi-talented athlete for Gretna, walking on Nebraska. I think you could see why they were interested in in him. Uh, yeah, a couple big plays in that first half. He's going to be the front runner. Going into the second half for the Defensive Player of the Game award, um, you know I, I think he could you know see the field and you know you, you think of the the last walk on from Gretna is
0: what playing with the Broncos, <laughs> Mr. Janovich, uh, who who was coming to UNK until uh, the Huskers wisely uh, uh, plucked him away and uh, now now we don't even have to worry about the fullback down there at Lincoln anymore. What about any of these future Huskers that you've seen out here and maybe you didn't get to see much? Uh, in person. Uh, has anything kind of stuck out to you about any of the players so far in this first half?
14: You know, uh, you know like I said, I was working mostly yeah. on the, the record book because when when we st- started going, Buck Mahoney and I and, and Ron were going, this hasn't been updated six or seven years, and you know, especially a game like this, you're going you're to break some records yeah, here today. No so what's interesting is all four quarterbacks have had their moments. Uh, you know, you, you take a look, you've got a hundred and And two for Masker, 72 for Plouts, Harms. Harms is a guy that Mike Huffman said, you know, you give him a line, you give him more time than what he got in high school. He's got the skill set. And, you know, he very well could contend out here uh, when he's ready for the quarterback spot because he he throws a good ball. What is he, 8 of 13? Mm -hmm. And, you know, Dolinchak, Huffman's quarterback from Bellevue West, 7 of 13. You know, if he starts clicking second half, too, uh, you know, we're at uh, quarter four. You know, if we get this game done by five o'clock, I think we're going to all be very surprised and pleased. <laughs> I did
4: not think it would be done by five when we started. No. Or even yesterday, you know, we talked. When I, when I watched the film this week of, all, of their practices and their scrimmages, uh, I mean, they just didn't want to run the ball. So it's it's what this game was going to be.
0: And, and it's competitive enough now that uh, hopefully we don't get into the back-and-forth rule where you score and you get the ball back, you score and get the ball back. Uh, we're at a comfortable 21-14 right now with the South leading the North. Stu Pospisil with us from the uh, Omaha World. Harold, you've seen enough of these games. Now it kind of gets competitive, and then you kind of see who still has a little gas in their tank.
14: Exactly. And, you know, today, honestly, temperature around 80. These guys got pretty good conditioning. During the week, I mean, you know, the, both coasters were pleased how their guys came in for conditioning that, uh, you know, uh, I think it was Lee least Huffman said they were looking at guys that were spring sport athletes or multi-sport athletes, that they weren't going to sit out that spring season, you know, get a little, you know, mom's home cooking too much and put on a little weight and not come in conditioned. And you had to be conditioned when you're dealing with record heat the first part of this past week. Today, I mean, this is literally a breeze, and actually the breeze has probably helped keep this game moving a little bit because there's probably been more running than we all
0: anticipated. Yeah. Let's do the last thing, and we'll let you get out of here. Uh, when we talked with Dave McDonald of the Shriners earlier this week, he talked about uh, that they have already uh, extended the contract one year here in Kearney, so we'll have it back here in 2019. There has been that, that lull we talked about on the Doug and Daddy show a little bit about where the Shrine game had kind of taken a dip. I mean, some people thought once it moved to Kearney it might take a bigger dip. A game like this maybe uh, re-energizes you. Scott Frost is on, on board a little bit. Uh, maybe Lincoln gets it back. Maybe they look at Omaha. Maybe Carney. W- what are you hearing about the future of the Shrine Bowl?
14: You know, I haven't heard much. Honestly, if they didn't have the 300 band members, this place would be a lot emptier than you know i mean you, you you take a look once the band gets done you're going to see a lot of of people leave and i don't know I, I worry about the future of the shrine i i take a look at their financials and this game's a break even proposition uh, and you know they and this is with not going to the hospitals anymore which was a $45,000 cost to, to do charters chartered planes and that was part of the experience for the the players and it's kind of a two, one, it was financial, and two, the Shriners are doing such a good job with their hospitals that a lot of it is outpatient now. And so they'd go to Minneapolis or Chicago or St. Louis, there'd be only one or two kids there. For a lot less, they could bring them in and have the beyond-the-field experience and get that same interaction. But a lot of times that... Being on that trip was a bonding experience and one that the, the players never forget. I mean, you talk to the guys that 5, 10, 15 years ago, the, the, the hospital experience stayed with them even more than the game. And, you know, times change. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I, I guess what disappoints me a little bit is, is that wherever the Shrine Bowl has been, the community's not getting around it. You know, I mean, Carney, I'm sure expected to have more community, you know, audience and that. And it's on TV. And a lot of years, it's 95 degrees when you're playing at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, of course, a couple of years ago, what? It was about 55 and cold. And...
4: <laughs> the one thing I just would say is if you stand up, you can't get a whole lot more people in here. So I don't know how much more you could support it, whether it's the band, the game, how it works. Well, no, but, but what's the sight seat? 2,500? Yeah, it, it'll... I mean, when
14: I was in High school, this drew 20,000 yeah, to Memorial yeah. Stadium.
4: It, it hasn't uh, done that since there were Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rexes that's, that's, that's when he was in
0: high well, school. Well, <laughs> but even the last
14: years of Memorial Stadium, we were sitting 4,000, 5,000. Yeah. And it, it's steadily gone down. And It doesn't help the, the actual attendance that's on TV.
0: Well, we hope to continue the Shrine Bowl for many years here in the community of Kearney or wherever it's at. We hope uh, the energy gets behind it, but as you said, there's a lot more things to do than there used to be, and there's a lot more all-star games out there. Next week, they have some kids go out to Scottsbluff for the West Nebraska. You've got Northeast. You've got the 8-man that'll be coming up, so let's see if we can get a good second half, and Stuart, we'll let you get back over there. Thanks for the time. Good it's day. It's right? been an
14: entertaining game, and I would expect it to continue second half. I mean, I think first one to 42 wins
0: us. Well, let's see if we can get there. We'll take it break and be back with more at the shrine game south 21 north 14 here on power 99
15: stay and play this summer at the ramada inn in carney enjoy a great room that includes deluxe continental breakfast with made to order omelets with our personal omelet chef there's an indoor heated pool and tropical drinks at the elephant's eye call the ramada and reserve your spot to spend family fun this summer Great fun, food and atmosphere at the Ramada Inn South Second Avenue in Carney. Ramada Inn in Carney, proud sponsor of today's game.
0: And welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report here on Classic Kits. Let's take a look at the first half numbers before we get you ready for the uh, second half kickoff. Here's how things look for the South team. Uh, Matt Masker is actually the leading rusher, Larry. He has two carries for 14 yards.
4: Yeah, he's the leading rusher, the leading passer. He's... The do-everything second-quarter guy.
0: (laughs) So Masker, two for 14. Deshaun Bates, four carries, 13 yards. A touchdown. Jacob Johnson, two carries, four yards. Zach Schlager, one carry for two yards. Nine carries, 33 yards here in the first half on the ground. Throwing it, Masker had the 75-yard touchdown pass. He's... Uh, six of 12 for 102 yards and one touchdown. Dylan Plout six of eight for 72 yards and a touchdown. Both of those touchdowns went to Caleb Schweiger from uh, Omaha West Side. So as a team, the South is 12 of 20, 174 yards through the air, two touchdowns, So 174 through the air, 32 on the ground. That's 206 yards of a total offense. Schweiger seven carry or receptions, 142 yards and two touchdowns. Brett Kaiser three carries and uh, 20 yards. So far. On the north side, Milton Sarbaugh, 10 carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Riley Harms, 4 carries for 7 yards. Uh, overall, they have uh, 19 carries for 44 yards. And then uh, through the air, Dylan Gentrop had the 5 yard touchdown pass uh, on the little Wildcat play. Uh, Joe Dolanchek, 7 of 13 and he has 49 yards, and then Riley Harms, 8 of 13 for 97 yards, so 16 out of 27, 151 yards through the air, 44 on the ground, that's 195, so they're within about 10 yards, 7 yards of each other for total offense. Sarbaugh also has five receptions. Uh, Now keep that in mind, Stu kind of mentioned that some of those tosses, they went as pass receptions instead of just toss sweeps, so he has five carries for 30 yards or receptions. Or actually, maybe he has 15 carries for 71 yards. So, you know, depending on who wants to keep the stats that way. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's a statistician getting cute. So there you go. That's what we've got defensively for the North. DJ Steven uh, is officially listed as the uh, leading tackler out of Valentine with three total tackles, all solo. But you've also got three for Darnell uh, Davis, uh, who plays... His high school football at Omaha Burke, Colton Kieser from Grand Island, Carson Pilkington from Elkhorn South, uh, all have that many. And then on the south, Joey Johnson out of Gretna, seven total tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss, and a forced fumble. Zach Schlager of McCook has five tackles. Wyatt Key has three solo tackles, a sack, and uh, of course that tackle for loss goes into that as well. David Duncan of Beatrice has forced to fumble. And uh, then you had Noah Manessas uh, recover the fumble. So that's what you've got so far uh, in this football game as we are about ready for the second half. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation, South 21, North 14. The second half is next.
2: The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment and insurance services, and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender. Member FDIC.
0: Ready for third quarter of play here, Doug Doodle, Larry Baker, live from UNK's Foster Field. Well, we're not quite ready. I guess we've got uh, the three-minute warm-up period after a 20-minute halftime. I don't know what the heck they're doing that for, but that slid right by uh, my my look. Uh, That'll give us a couple of minutes, though, Larry, to talk about what's uh, still to come here uh, in this second half. What do you think we're going to see? Anything changes?
4: Well, I think it's this. Both these guys are football coaches, and you're all excited, and as I said earlier, doing the big bro hug with Huffman. You know, to start the game, now you've just been in a game. All those old feelings come back when somebody doesn't line up right or something like that, and you start getting kind of fired up. And you went into a halftime, and a halftime's a halftime. So as you come out, now let's start to see. If I look at it first offensively on each team, I kind of go with Masker. I'm sure they won't do that, but I start to look to get him more than just whatever the snaps are left the cleanup snaps in the fourth quarter, because I think he makes my offense more dynamic. If I'm on the North team, Milton Sarbaugh, how do I get this dude the ball? He's got more yards so far today than anybody on my team combined. How do I mix his run and catch together? And also that helps set up some other guys. For me, it's all about that. How do I get uh, these two things going? Because both offenses are good enough defensively I think both of them just need to keep doing what they're doing uh, to be quite honest we always thought there was going to be some points in this game and you're so hamstrung with what you can do defensively in this game defensively you just keep playing tough go after the football rally rally and offensively I really make it about masker on one side of the ball and I make it about um uh the Omaha North um, Milton Sarbaugh on the other side well, some other stats. North had 10 first downs. The South had
0: nine. Uh, you take a look at the number of plays. The North ran 46 to the South's 29. And I was going to point that out when you had all those tackles, uh, when you had six and five and five for the South and only three, three, three leading the way for the North. There just haven't been as uh, many plays. Uh, the South averaging about seven yards per snap. The North just over four yards per snap uh, so far in this uh, game as far as the penalties seven on the north for 67 yards only two on the south for 20 yards uh, the south one punt 52 yards the north three punts averaging 44 yards including that 77 bomb by bryson kroll right before halftime
4: yeah and it it was a, a bomb of a of, of a punt no doubt about it i Let's see, I, uh, again, the wind looks like it's as strong as it's been, maybe come down just a little. I don't know that it's factored into this game a ton, again, maybe throwing with it. Guys staying healthy, who comes, you know, does anybody not come back out from the locker room? I think that will uh, have a lot to say, what goes on here. And in these second halves, the, the temperature's good, but do you end up with any cramping or anything like that?
0: Well, we take a look as well. Uh, the kids and the players from our area uh, have all uh, done what they do. And Again, when we talk about the line, so Bronson Titus of Holdridge isn't going to get a whole lot of uh, uh, recognition from a stat standpoint. But Isaiah Stalbert and Nathan Murray played pretty well early. And uh, uh, then you have Wyatt Keyes in there on the tackles. Uh, Cobra Rubius and Keyser are getting to play. Well, obviously, we've talked about Kaiser and Masker. So uh, they've all been in there. And a significant, uh, looks like, injury in this football game uh, for the North team.
4: Yeah, Zion Perry, a Lincoln High, came back out in street clothes. He's got shorts, tennis shoes, and his jersey on. Uh, looks like his, maybe a left arm injury, Doug, but that is very significant. We're ready to get the second half
0: underway. Cobra Rubius to boot it away, and he sails it over the head of Jalen Harrison into the end zone. We'll have our first touchback of the day, and the South will take over at their own 20-yard line, already
4: leading 21-14. You know, if you're a track guy and you follow track at all – you know Zion Perry can absolutely fly. That dude had a fantastic season.
0: And it looks like uh, how big of a deal could it be, as we mentioned, Sarbaugh, who touched it 11 times uh, or 13 times in the first half. Without Drake Gilliland, uh, Egger might be the only other back that they're able to use.
4: That's exactly right. And that, I mean, that starts to become an issue.
0: And Dylan Plouts will begin the second half as the quarterback. He'll turn, he'll hand it off to Deshaun Bates, who has been over on that sideline for a long time. Uh, and he'll spin up for about four on the plate of the 24. He had the first rushing touchdown out of Boys Town.
4: Yeah, and that's kind of going to start the second half the exact same way they started the first half, clouts at quarterback and going to hand it off. Nice little four-yard gain.
0: Trips to the right, and Kaiser all by himself over here to the left in man-to-man coverage. And they're going to hand it off again. This time, Bates finds a little room, uses his block, gets across the 30, and steps out of bounds at the 32-yard line where he is met by a pair of defensive backs over here for the North team, including Vernon Johnson of Omaha North and Colton Kieser of Grand Island.
4: And, Doug, I think both offenses would be well-suited to run the ball here a little bit. Get in some of these five- and six-man boxes where you have the numbers.
0: Empty backfield this time. Plouts out here to Bates. Bates just about dropped that he caught it, but then there was no momentum moving forward, so it's a two yard catch, and it'll be second down and eight as they move the ball up to the 35 yard line.
4: Yeah, and it probably cost him some yards there, bobbling it. Uh, he, he may have gotten two or three more.
0: Glad to have you along with us on KKPR FM and PlatteRiverPreps.com our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance. Of course, perfect field conditions here today at UNK. We'll talk about that in a second. Plouts trying to make the quick pass. Now in trouble, trying to avoid it. He's just going to throw it away. And in the area is Spencer Hayes. So they're not going to get intentional grounding, I don't think. But Hayes thought, boy, did that get fumbled, so he started running after I was going
4: to say Spencer Hayes put himself in the area. (laughs) That probably was grounding. That was a very heads-up play by Spencer Hayes.
0: Yeah, the uh, South has been uh, pretty fortunate uh, so far. There have been no sacks. Uh, by the North defense so far in this football game. Uh, for a couple, as we talked about at halftime, Masker scrambled when he was in there, and then uh, for uh, Plouts, he dumped it off. And It looks like we might have a penalty flag here. No, no, they're just uh, trying to decide where to spot the football. Third down and seven here for the South. Leading at 21-14, we're just underway in the third quarter here in the 60th Annual Shrine Bowl. And Kaiser's going to switch up and go way out wide to the right. They will put Bates in the backfield here. And Dylan Plouts takes the snap, rolls out, wants to throw underneath. It is complete at the 39-yard line, but that's well short of the first down into the hands of Jalen Harris. And it's probably a punting situation here because it's going to be about fourth and three, maybe two and a half.
4: Yeah, boy, defensive coaches are fired up. They're angry there. And I thought that was a tremendous rally to the football uh, by the North team.
0: Boy, they're not sending in a punting unit.
4: No, Ager's all the way back. Oh, there he comes back.
0: And you don't want to have to burn a timeout here. 15 seconds on the play clock. This
4: is interesting, Doug, because this probably is a punting spot on the field. But he's not going to do it. This is the second time today we've seen this. uh, Play clock's at
0: 5. Plouts takes the snap, and he's going to quick kick it, and he's going to boot it straight in the air into the wind. And if it doesn't bounce right, they're going to have nothing on this. And it does bounce right. He's going to get... About twelve yards of roll to the thirty three yard line. So it ends up being a twenty-nine yard punt with about thirteen yards of roll. And it'll be first down and ten here. For the North, their first chance to take over here in the second half.
4: Yeah, we'll see here. Let's see. What do we got? Who are they gonna go with? They're gonna go with Harms. The South or North team, excuse me, is gonna go with Harms to start the half. And they will put Milton Sarbaugh in there as the back flanking.
0: To the left this time, he's just right there on the hip of a quarterback either time, left or right, not a whole lot of movement. And they will give it to Sarbaugh, shaking and baking, stiff-arming, but there's just too much white jersey. Schlager stood him up, and then he got rolled over at the end behind the line of scrimmage. He just had no hole to go through. Great job out here by the South defense, and it's Joey Johnson again. He and Schlager are having a day.
4: Yeah, this south defense, uh, Doug, they just, on any of that perimeter stuff, they're doing such a fantastic job of just stretching it.
0: Again, a beautiful day, a little windy out of the north here, but temperature 75 degrees. Going to be a loss of two, second, and 12 at their own 31-yard line. Motion from right to left is Wagaman. They fake the jet sweep, swing it out here, complete to Folkers on a wide receiver screen. Looks for some blocking and has it, 35-40, 45. It gets up to near midfield. There's, it's one of the as he brought down at the 48-yard line for a game of 17 that it very rarely goes for much. You see it so many times, but when it does go for something, that's what it's supposed to look like.
4: Stalbert of Carney High on the tackle. Well, they did a nice job there. Instead of blocking the number one and number uh, two receivers, instead of blocking straight up, they X'd out there. They cross-blocked, and it allowed the bubble to get in between the cross. That's a... Uh, an adjustment from the way they'd run that play in the first half, Doug.
0: So it'll be first down and 10. Sarbaugh straight up the middle, and he is going to be brought down at midfield after a gain of three. And I'll tell you, that's another thing. I don't care if you're playing Class A ball. Every one of these guys is big. Yeah. You're going to you're gonna feel it a little bit more.
4: The one thing that I did think is I thought, you know, back his size coming from Class C, this really might be a deal where he'd never been thumped like that, but where Sarbaugh's played at the Class A level, Probably has a little more of an idea of what that feels like.
0: So it'll be second down, seven, ball right at midfield, a toss out here to Sarbaugh. This time he gets the edge, and he's brought down about a yard short of the first down. He's going to get six on the play. We'll call it
4: third down and one. Just so you know, nowhere, ever, anywhere, or anytime is that a pass. That one was definitely behind the line. But it doesn't matter. That is a pitch. That is a toss. Like, anybody calling that a pass – There, Milton Sarbaugh just went down with a cramp. We said it's the second half where this stuff will start, and it puts them in a bind. I think they've got to go empty or go with Ager. But just so you know legitimately, somebody upstairs calling that a pass is not somebody that's probably coached the game or played the game at a high level and understands. That is an outside stretch play.
0: Connor Fee of Gretna in on the tackles, so uh, Gretna having a pretty good day here uh, as well. Joey Johnson and Connor Fee have uh, done a great job. So we do have an injury timeout basically for uh, the cramp, our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you, as we said. Uh, Zion Perry is now out of the ballgame for Lincoln High. Drake Gilliland suited but just couldn't make it through warm-ups, so he's out here for the North. Uh, the South is without Garrett Sharp of uh, BDS. And they already had a couple of players that weren't able to go through uh, camp. So Sarbaugh kind of hobbles over here. He already had that ankle injury coming in. But uh, as he told us on Tuesday, kind of that, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll be fine. When it's game time, that's when the lights are on.
4: And I would keep, as long as he's healthy here, keep giving it to that dude. You know, we've just seen it through his career. The later the game goes, the better he gets.
0: But Dylan Edgar will
4: come in as the running back. Third down and
0: one for the north at the south. 44-yard line, 21-14 south, but we've went well over a quarter without any scoring. 7.45 to go in the third. Hitch and go. It's covered. Harms in trouble. He's got to scramble. He's going to find himself hit behind the line of
4: scrimmage, and he won't get the first down. If the offensive line would have held up the hitch and go, he got it on the safety one-on-one, and if he was able to let go of that ball when he wanted to, it would have been a touchdown.
0: Odie of York in there on the tackle.
4: He had the receiver, but then once he had to start to scramble, gave the safety a chance to catch up.
0: I believe he was looking for Wyatt Luer of O'Neill down the far sideline. Luer's now going to come out wide to the right, and they're going to put Harms under center on fourth down and three. He's going to try a quarterback sneak. Did they forget they lost yardage? No go. He didn't even get back to the line of scrimmage. I think they were thinking, oh, it was fourth and one. No, it was fourth and three, and they tried to
4: sneak it, and the South will take over. Yeah, that okay. Um, sometimes you know uh, the great Ron Evans from Amherst, America. He was the worst guy to ever coach against because anywhere at any time on the field, and I really mean this, he'd run quarterback sneak regardless of down and distance. If you didn't cover the center, the center's not covered here, but you're not getting four against these dudes. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, some of that again because of some of the rules and the way things work. But the South now. Uh, have a chance with pretty decent field position. Their own 47-yard line, and Dylan Plouts out of Omaha West Side has trips to the left. He's got Brett Kaiser out to the right. Now he'll send in motion from uh, Douglas County, West Spencer Hayes to the right, hand it off to Dawson Bates, and he goes nowhere. He's going to be brought down a couple of yards behind the line of scrimmage. Ryan Schomer of Norfolk in on the tackle.
4: Yeah, that was a dynamite job on that tackle. We always say grab cloth. You know, don't flail, grab cloth, wrap him up and grab cloth. There, he grabbed enough enough cloth, he was able to get him to the ground.
0: Second down at 11, Plouts rolls to his right. Rolling, rolling, wants to throw underneath, the feet get tangled up, Kaiser goes down, the pass is incomplete, they want interference, they're not going to get it, that was a simple tangling up of the feet. You, you didn't think so? Yeah, you, no, you his arms, he
4: tackled him, yeah. He, out, of, out of Kaiser's break, he got tackled.
0: Well, they've run that uh, plate with some success uh, so far in the ball game to Kaiser.
4: That's that deep out, Doug, and uh, I'm looking for that to turn into an up. If they can occupy the safety, and they'll probably do it when Masker comes back in because of the relationship between he and Kaiser, but uh, Kaiser just runs such tremendous routes. You know, he's going to come here to UNK. He's played outside receiver all through his career. My guess is because of his speed or lack thereof at, at the Division II level, he'll move
0: inside. Rolling to his right on third and 11, Plouts throws underneath and sitting down and making the catch at the 40-yard line is going to be Caleb Schwiegert, his teammate, and that right now will be a single-game receiving record in Shrine Bowl history for Caleb Schwiegert. He's also got two touchdowns today. Yeah, he was five yards short before that out of the first half. Eight receptions, 156 yards, and two touchdowns, one from each of the quarterbacks.
4: Yeah, it was 147 was the
0: record, or 149. They'll hand it to Bates. He's just looking to get to the outside, then cuts it up on the hash, hit hard as he makes three tough yards to the 37-yard line in North Territory.
4: But back to Kaiser, I, th- I see him as a two or a three in college in the MIAA. He's such a big body, Doug, and he's a great route runner, big, strong kid, tremendous hands. He doesn't have that top-end speed to play a lot of the outside stuff, but I think this kid's going to have a fantastic career for the Lope show.
0: Vernon Johnson one-on-one with Kaiser. Rolling the opposite way, though, is going to be Plouts. He'll dump it underneath. This time it is complete to Spencer Hayes of Douglas County West. He'll be shoved out of bounds at the 29. It would be enough for the first down. There is a penalty flag in the defensive backfield.
4: Yeah, you're going to have to turn my mic off. They call this offensive pass interference. on that <laughs> running back. I'm going to scream.
7: Because
4: <laughs> it was 20 yards from the pass. No, nope, they didn't.
0: Holding on the defense. So we will see kind of at the same area here what you want to do. I think it all depends if they give them a first down, and it is a first down off the completion. So, what's well, two yards in a shrine game? Right. I guess it's two yards, right? Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here from the Carney Toy and Repair broadcast booth at UNK's Foster Field for the 60th annual Nebraska Shrine Game. We're bringing you today's play-by-play. Carney Towing is on the road, bringing your vehicle home if you need them. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance, called Carney Towing and Repair. When you need us, we'll be there. And they will just take the play, move it to the 29-yard line, get the sticks going, and the South trying to get up by two scores here. 5.47 to go here in the third quarter. It's still South 21, North 14. It's been that way since the 9:25 mark of the second quarter when Matt Masker and Caleb Schwigert hooked up on a 75-yard touchdown. This time, Dawson Bates looking for the hole and finds one over the left side, gets inside the 25 to the 23. That's a good job up there on that left guard, left tackle. Uh, we don't haven't brought up the names much of those guys on the offensive line, but uh, Gus Wuppel of Norris really opened up a hole there, and I think he had some help from Dawson. Uh, Jackson Gilbert of Bellevue East on that left side.
4: Yeah, these two dudes from Norris are big, tough kids.
0: They're going to give it to Bates again. This time stretch play. He's just trying to get it outside, find the hole, nowhere to go. They hem him in this time. And so give this one to the defense, uh, stringing it out. Keeser was over there. Johnson was over there. And then uh, also in there for the north that probably made the first contact on the play was Nolan Virgitz of uh, Columbus Lakeview.
4: Yeah, that was just really good defensive play. They played it with their hands. Kept their leverage side strong.
0: That will bring up third down and four at the 28-yard line of the North. South trying to chew up some yardage here, get a first down. They want to throw a quick little pass. Pop pass is complete right at the first down marker. The tackle made immediately at the 18-yard line. And I believe that's the first time today that we're going to get to mention offensively Bryce Stye of norris who is coming to unk yeah
4: he's a giant doug i mean he plays tight end here in norris's offense but that's a i mean both these norris dudes are just giants so. sty's a good-looking kid. He had a couple nice catches in their scrimmage, and you could really tell he could move well.
0: Now we need a little something to put the energy back in the crowd yeah. here. Nothing's happened here in the third quarter of any significant big plays. First down and 10 at the 18, south up by seven, looking for more. Four and a half to go, third quarter. Plouts takes the snap, hands it to Bates again. Shaking Bates can't get up the middle, so he'll go to the outside. and Strung out again, might have got a yard. They're trying to knock the ball loose, but Bates holds on. It'll be a gain of a half a yard, second and long.
4: And they're using Bates more here, uh, uh, quite a bit more in this third quarter.
0: Yeah, Bates had hardly carried the ball at all in the uh, first half. And there's Colton Feist again of UTAN out there. Uh, Trying to make something. Virgoots of Columbus Lakeview was on the pursuit. Darnell Davis, Omaha Burke. it down. They're just going to officially call it 10. Now they empty the backfield. Trips left. Twins right. Right over the middle of the field. is picked off. And we're headed the other way. 15, 20, that's Virgoots of Lakeview. He's out of bounds at the 31-yard line. They were trying to throw it to Bates, who was lined up in the slot, and it was right to Virgoots. That's the second turnover for the South, the first interception of the game by either team.
4: Yeah, very, very poor throw here. Put a bunch of jolt in the crowd, but more than anything in that uh, North team sideline, Doug, the big play by Virgoots. He kept the ball, too. He's taking it home, Doug.
0: <laughs>
4: he's, got, he's, he's over there talking to Sean Callahan, and he's got the ball in his hand.
0: That's cool. 32 returns it out to the 32. And it'll be first down and 10. Harms is back in there trying to set up a middle screen. Eggers got it. Here comes a pursuit. Odie breaks that tackle, heads up the field of the 35, and is brought down from behind at the 39-yard line. Odie was able to slow him up just enough because, again, those screens have been there. When they elect to use him, and Milton Sarbaugh, who's been over here on the trainer's table, pops up, puts the helmet on. He's going to go tell Coach, I'm ready to go if you need
4: us. Yeah, Murph has been working on him down there quite a bit. 57. He's ready to go, but Doug, you're right. you got to slow down them Gretna dudes, and the best way to do that is with a screen.
0: Second down and three at their own 39-yard line. Harms looks like he may be changing the play here. I haven't seen a lot of that. They went with a more heavy package. Just give it to Egger. Egger finds a hole, has the first down across... The 40 to the 44-yard line, that's a gain of five. There was actually only three wide receivers in the pattern. That's the first time that's happened all day.
4: Yeah, and you know what's kind of funny here? And trust me, I've done this, Doug, as a coach. This thing, the first half was coach's dream. They had all the stuff drawn up they were going to do with all these fancy athletes. Now the second half's here, and it's turned into a football game where we actually run it, throw it, you know, all phases of the game.
0: Now we want to win this game, and they're doing what they have to to get that done and get no scoring here. In this second half, out to Fulkers, and Odie is on him. As soon as he catches it, he's hit behind the line of scrimmage. It's going to be a loss of two, second and 12. Odie of York has really stepped up his play again today. Of course, they're all great, but uh, we've called his name a lot here in the third quarter.
4: Yeah, but if you're on the team of a York Duke this year, don't you believe you got a pretty good chance to win, even if it was like a checkers tournament?
0: Unbelievable. Football, state champ. Basketball, state champ. Boys golf, state champ. And they were right there in track, didn't bring it home, but... Well, right and, there. And you know who's a runner
4: up and I think three of them, Scott. Yeah.
0: 205 to go in the quarter. Second down and 12. Folkers in motion. Now comes set twins in the backfield. They roll him out of there. Could be a screen to him. Nope. Harms wants to go deep down the field and he's going to overshoot once again. Wyatt Luer. They just haven't been able to connect on any deep passes so far in this
4: football game. Taija Davis of Boystown back there on the coverage. Of all the quarterbacks, of course, I believe because Masker fits what I like to do offensively of the group the best. Outside of him, Harms has been the one that's impressed me the most, Doug. He's very heady, and he's got a real live arm.
0: Stalbert back there as well, and it'll be third down and 12. Checking out that sideline, seeing a few more of them quiet deep down the middle. Lure. this time it's on the money, and he dropped it, and Isaiah Stalberg then rolled him, and that would have been about a 30-yard completion. Luer finally had one put right on his hands with a deep
4: slant and could not hold on. Yeah, and that's a tough one. You've got to get the protection to hold up on that one. That's a long throw. you got to come up with that catch because that's a great that, – that pass play nine times out of ten will be open, Doug. It's just the hardest to complete. Because you need so many other things to go right. All right, they got Milton Sauerball out of the pump formation for you.
0: Well, he hasn't been out there much because of once he cramped up. So, ready to pump the football away? Kroll from North Platte he's just going to pooch it, and it's not a very good one. It depends on the bounce. He's going to get about 10, 12, 15 yards of bounce. And it's going to go out of bounds at the 21-yard line. So a 38-yard punt and no return at the 60th Annual Shrine Bowl here on Classic Hits. Power 99, KKPR-FM, Carney, Gibbon, Grand Island, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. And now a long field to go for the South.
4: Yeah, this is. Let's see. Do we get Masker here? You know, like you said, okay, they did the first quarter, second quarter, and then usually, as you said, you kind of go with the feel in the second half.
0: And I see a couple of yellow helmets coming out there. there That means Masker will
4: guide the offense this time. I really believe at this time it gives you the best shot. You're only a minute left in the third quarter. This third quarter's melted away.
0: Yeah, both teams ran it a little bit more. Masker will have Johnson in there as the running back along with about a Fairberry. He hasn't had much of an opportunity in the game. They fake the jet sweep, give it to Johnson. He tries to cut it up over center, but the center kind of got rolled up, and there's nowhere to go. He is met
4: after about a one-yard gain and driven backwards. I'd like to see this Johnson a little more. He had such a big season. But he's a big kid. Doesn't look overly fast. Uh, but he looks like he's a pounder where if you give it to him a few times, you might just get him going. 5'11,
0: 195. They'll keep him in. They'll bring in the formation tight here. Twins on each side, but they kind of stack him in tight off the ends with Johnson in motion out of the backfield. Masker looking backside. There's nobody there. He's going to be sacked. That's the first sack for the North defense. And that's Colton Feist to get him back at the nine-yard line. So future teammates with the Huskers. Feist able to get him down. Ryan Schomer of Norfolk was right there with him and it's going to bring up third down and long. They need to get all the way out to about the 33-yard line, so it's going to be
4: third and 24. Yeah, they ran arcing mesh there. Those two inside receivers met at the middle linebacker, and then the outside receivers meet on top of that, so it's full timing. He's got to hold that. It's almost a five-step concept. Colton Feist said, not on my watch.
0: Again, they've got Kaiser over here one-on-one with Johnson on third and 22, but he'll roll the other way. Masker rolling, rolling, and throws it underneath. Schwiegert was there. It wasn't going to be a first down. He didn't want to throw a pick. But uh, for the first time, somebody's going to have to punt out of their end zone, and uh, Dylan Egger heads back there for Wahoo to uh, receive the kick. Yeah, that uh, drive was just really kind of a mess. Well, this is going to turn the game because, again, it's going to be up to uh, Pius' Noah McCashlin to punt out of his own end zone into about a 20-mile-an-hour wind. Egger's giving him a lot of respect, though. Let's see what happens is away, high in the wind. is just going to eat it up. My goodness. He's going to get a little roll. It bounces at about the 37 and goes up to the 46-yard line. So he gets 35 yards out of it officially. But the North will take over in South Territory with five seconds to go here in the third quarter. It's still the South 21, the North 14. We haven't had a score since the 9-25 mark of the second quarter.
4: Yeah, it's been a while, Doug. I mean, we had all that scoring in the first and right away in the second, and it's been pretty dry since. It seems to me like the north offense has got a chance to get something going here. Now they're going to go with Dolinchek.
0: Nathan Murray back in the defensive backfield out of Kearney High for the south. In motion, Wagman, And whistles before we can get anything going here. <laughs> That ball delay a game, or excuse they'll me, ball start. start
4: on the offense. I think that's the fourth one on the North team.
0: Yeah, the North has had been penalized much more today in this football game. That's actually their first of the half, but eighth for seventy-two yards, two for twenty on the South. We did have a couple of penalty flags earlier in the quarter that were declined because of the result of the play. And so this should be the last play of the third quarter, which has been played pretty much between the twenties. Yes. Both teams have had a chance to move the ball down the field, just haven't been able to finish a drive. South had it inside the 20-yard line and couldn't finish. In Wagaman in motion, wheeling out of the backfield. Quarterback draw, check, and he's just going to run right into the middle of the line, and there's nowhere to go. Just too he much. May, he may have gotten... A little bit of uh, half a yard in there, but uh, David Duncan of Beatrice was in there closing things down. A.J. Johnson of Millard West was in there, and that brings us to the end of the third quarter. We've got 12 minutes remaining in the 60th annual Shrine Bowl, and the game is still in doubt. The South 21, the North
6: 14 here on Classic Hits, Power 99. Aurora Cooperative is excited to announce their Go Green with E15 Summer of Ethanol promotions. To take advantage of these great offerings, fill up at your local A-stop with your locally grown, locally produced Aurora Cooperative e-blended gasoline. Higher blends of ethanol like E15 provide a cleaner burning, lower cost, higher octane brand of fuel for you and your family. To learn more about how you can take advantage of these amazing Aurora Cooperative Summer of Ethanol incentives, please visit auroracoop.com for more details. Tougher together, Aurora and you.
0: And welcome back. Our producer-engineer, Stacey Johns, along with Larry Baker. I'm Doug Duda, getting ready for the fourth quarter. But it looks like uh, before that happens, we've got uh, a lot of time here for some special introductions. We've got uh, some of the young girls out there that are going to do a performance. I know that we have some of the uh, members of the first Shrine Game 60 years ago that are in attendance here today.
4: Yeah, that's nuts, Doug. Isn't that crazy? Look, they're going to. Callahan's going to interview him there. That's pretty cool.
0: So uh, glad to have you along with us. 21-14, why not as much uh, production from the offense as here in the third quarter as we saw in the first
4: half? Well, I think one of it is that they decided to run the ball and kind of start to do the right thing here, slow the game down just a little bit and not kind of blow themselves, either team, out of it. Uh, the offenses haven't really um, executed, Doug. The defense is playing well, but the offenses haven't executed. So much 10 personnel, in fact, there hasn't, you know, there's been very little 20 personnel in the the entire game. And by that, I mean like one back, two tight ends, um, uh, one back, uh, or, or two back, no tight ends, one back, no tight ends. They've been a one back all night. And I think that's one of the things in some of these times, like, you know, one of the things that I would have done, I know I would have, like if I'm Coach Huffman, I would have wanted to run my offense, right, which is all three by one, go fast, all that kind of stuff. But I have Milton Sarbaugh on my team. And, and, and including Calvin Strong, if you remember him. He only rushed <laughs> for like 8 million yards. This kid is as good a one as we've seen come in a long time in Milton Sarbaugh. I would have had a package. I could still do it out of my gun spread where I would have gotten 20 personnel, two back, no tight ends, and had a lead back in front of him. His, his entire career he's run behind somebody, and I would have done that. I would have had that package in to help play to his strengths.
0: You know, just looking at the receiving record of the Shrine game, which right now Caleb Schwieger has unless something weird happens and and he gets some negative yards. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and now eight of the top single-game Shrine Bowl receiving uh, days have occurred in the last nine years or since 2010. Yeah, that makes sense. The, the record before 2010 was Scott Hill of Omaha Westside. He had four catches for 101 yards.
4: You understand. Nobody broke one? Well, Nobody broke one? But no, no, nobody threw it. Tom Osborne was the guy here then. That's so what I was, yeah. Everybody ran that offense. Now, and it's really interesting, and I know the state had kind of gone to this, but every single game, Doug, I bet two-thirds of the 11-man games that you do next year, and especially the year after, are all going to be this offense because Scott Frost is doing what Tom Osborne did in high school.
0: How hard will that be for high school coaches to coach, to adjust, to to have the talent to do that?
4: Well, you can't. I mean, you've done my games in consecutive years over the years, and you know that I'm one of those guys that I'm willing to coach to my kids. So there are spots where we're in spread and spots we're not. In the Class C level, you better coach to your kids. You can't be a system guy because you're exactly right. You don't have... You know, this year we're going to have the ability to go back to running the spread because of uh, uh, the superintendent. Our new superintendent's son is a is a pretty good athlete and will play quarterback for us.
0: Well, we're ready to get the fourth quarter underway here at the Shrine Bowl, 60th annual edition on Classic Hits Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. South 21, North 14, and it is second and 14 at the 49 for the North. And Dolinchek back in at quarterback. Sarbaugh there as well. Down the sideline. Fulkers ran right by the defensive back. Caught at the 20. Makes the man miss at the 15. Murray, five. They bring him down. Will they give him the touchdown? Yes. Murray slowed him down until everybody else was able to get there. But it's not going to be enough. A 51-yard touchdown pass from Joe
4: Dolinchek to Gothenburg's Garrett Fulkers. Absolute missile. That was a great ball. That was all about the ball. The coverage really was pretty good. It was all about the ball.
0: I thought Nathan Murray was going to get over there and bring him down. It wasn't his responsibility right away, but with Folkers, there was just some miscommunication. He was A simple fly pattern down the sideline went right by him. They're going to officially call it 49 yards. I must have had it on the wrong side of the 50. The extra point kick by Grand Island's Brian Cobarubias is up and in, and with 11.51 to go in the Shrine Bowl, the first play of the fourth quarter, we are all tied 21-21. That touchdown brought
8: to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney.
1: summertime doesn't have to be the same old boring routine fanatics on the brick says come on down after the shrine bowl and enjoy a pizza and some wings bring your friends and family in and enjoy the fun and friendly atmosphere then after you're all full of food head to the bike shed and get your summer body going with a new bike for other fitness equipment have an old bike that just needs some new parts we've got you covered there too fanatics and the bike shed your shrine bowl sponsors incarnate
0: 49-yard pass from Joe Dolinchek of Bellevue West to uh, Bennett Folkers of Gothenburg has tied the 60th annual Shrine Bowl at 21-21, and really a pretty good crowd stayed on. We were talking about that at half, uh, but uh, they they are here for the entertainment of this fourth quarter now.
4: Yeah, the band section, and it's the, a nice day. Yeah, it's the only one that's got. It's a beautiful day, and it's a fantastic
0: game. And the kick is away. Kovarubias now into the wind. A pretty good kick into the wind. It'll be field at the five-yard line. Both guys wanted it, and they kind of bump into each other. So Tajon Davis takes it across the 20. He'll be brought down at the 22-yard line. And it'll be first down and 10
4: there for the south. You know, Trevor Lavica, at East Butler. There's a Class D kid on a state championship team getting in there. You know, Doug, C2 and below, there are only six kids in this entire game. So, well, you know, we talk about the A, B, and then C. One eats up all the spots. So, C, two, D, one, D, two. Half of the classes in Nebraska are only represented with six kids.
0: Yeah, and you look at usually the eight man. It was kind of a unspoken rule that each yeah. team would have two. Right. No six man. No six man. We have had that from time to time, but not this year. Matt Masker, the quarterback, win at his back has a good pocket. Throws it deep down the middle. There's a hold. No flag! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! We can't ref on. We can't. We can't wreck the refs today. But wide open
4: and it, and it, was Jalen
0: Harris. Oh, there's absolutely no doubt about it. that had have been 78 yards to the house, and he absolutely got turned around. Oh my goodness! The whole stadium knows it, except the two guys who have the flag sewn into their pockets. And now we let it go and see what happens. It was a good play by both the kids on the offense, and actually. Johnson probably made a good play by grabbing him because it would have been a touchdown and then he gets away with it. So you got Johnson covering Harris out here. Let's see if they go right back to it. Second down and ten. Masker empties the backfield. It's behind the back. They're gonna to go to Johnson. He wants to throw, and now he's just gonna throw it up and it's knocked away. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that that wasn't there. And it was two-on-one for the defense, and Harris did the right thing over here with uh, Schwiegert and uh, went up and just knocked it down like they were going for a rebound, knocked it out of bounds.
4: Yeah, that was a rough one. <laughs> I mean,
0: well, you know what? I'm, I don't blame Jacob Johnson. This is my only chance I'm going to get no to throw kidding. the football. That's right. I'm chucking it, but yep. he was under pressure. Uh, the, the North did a great job defending that. So now quickly it's third down and ten. Trips to the right. Brett Kaiser to the left. Basker, will he look for him? Yes, he will. To the sideline. Stop route. Picked off. They knew exactly what was coming, and it's going to be intercepted on the north sideline by Darnell Davis of Omahaburg.
4: And Colton Feist, it's his. Masker had to throw that ball before he wanted to and then ended up flat on his back because Colton Feist steamrolled him. I think this kid, and I'm not saying this because of my closeness to him, uh, he reminds me of a Lauren Kaiser, a kid that came out of this state that you knew because he was pretty good, but kind of simple. And before you know it, he's a three year starter. He's a captain. You keep an eye on Colton Feist. I, I think he's that kind of guy. The third turnover
0: now, and it's going to be North football tied at 21, 11, 27 to go in the game at the South 30. In a lot of moving around with Wagman out of the backfield. Now they try to lob it out to him, and it's off his hands incomplete. I've seen, and you will explain this better than me, Larry, both teams have brought a, a slot back or slash running back, and they'll get him in motion, and then he'll do... Like, he wants to set up in the backfield, and then he'll curl out of there. He's just moving all the time. When you have another back in a backfield, and really nothing has occurred for either team out of that.
4: Yeah, the reason they're doing is is they're trying to get you to tell your coverage. Are you following him across? Are you not following? It's a coverage tell, most generally, is what they're trying to do. See right there. See how the defense shift.
0: Wagaman does the same thing. High snap. They'll pitch it over here to Milton Sarbaugh. Sarbaugh tries to get to the outside. Nowhere to go. He's shoved out of bounds at the line of scrimmage. It's going to be third down and ten. It is a defensive second half after an offensive first 15 minutes of the game. We've only had one touchdown since the 925 mark. Uh, Excuse me, two touchdowns since the 925 mark. Or One, we had the interception, and then the Dolan check to Folker. You know,
4: since the first – since the first – Quarter, we've had the big plays, and that's been about it. We haven't really driven the field.
0: Third down and ten. Sarbaugh off to the right of Dolinchik. Again, motion man is Wagaman. He's getting tired of just running around. Looking deep down the field. They're going to throw towards the sidelines. It's overthrown and incomplete. Trying to get it into the hands there of Grant Matthews again. He just hasn't had any luck over here for Creighton Prep. And over here on the coverage for the South, was that Drew Bessie? Or did I have the numbers switched around? Uh, No, excuse me. That is Jackson Gordon of Omaha Scott that uh, had the defense. So now... Because of the win, you're probably not going to attempt the 47-yard field goal that would give you the lead in the game.
4: They have to go for it on
0: 4th down and 10 at the 30 of the sound.
4: And Cobra Rubius thought 45, but not into this win. Here we go, 4th and
0: 10, plenty of time over the middle. The ball is caught, breaking one tackle, but not enough. It'll be short of the first down after a gain of only about 5 yards there to crawl for the north, and
4: they came and they hit him hard, and Cal Narber of Aurora was the one that finished it off. They needed to check that down to Milton Sarbaugh. He came out of the backfield and ran uh, to the flat, and if they checked that down, there was nobody out there. The defensive backs had cleared out with the routes.
0: So, another fourth-down stop. We've had a few fourth-down go it in the ball game. The north is actually 2 of 5 on fourth down, and the south is 0 of 1. Usually you're going on a fourth down. It's short yardage situation. That wasn't the case there. And now back into the ball game as the South team quarterback, it is going to be Dylan Plouts of Omaha West Side, and that means Bates is the running back, and they give it to him. He gets a couple out to the 27 and is swallowed up there. It just seems like it's a lot more close to the vest right now with this game tied.
4: Well, now it is about run the ball, just get first downs. You don't need touchdowns. You get you need first downs. You know, first downs will turn into a touchdown for you. Just matriculate the ball and eat some clock.
0: Four-down linemen for the north. They're right back out there. Option play. They'll pitch it to Bates to the right side. He's going to get to the 30, and then he is ridden out of bounds there.
4: You don't see this very often, Doug. Dylan Plouts just got drilled to the turf uh, really kind of after he'd thrown the ball. That was, I'm sorry, this thing, I can't find the numbers. It was Josh House from Lincoln North Star just slings him down after the ball was gone. The White Hat was looking down the field and then stood up and put his hand down to, like, help him up, and Plout slapped his hand away.
0: Trevor Havlovich of East Butler in on the tackle. Third down, pass play batted
4: down at the line of
0: scrimmage to the North. Is getting it done. Right now it is Archbishop Bergen's Dylan Kuchera to knock that one down, I believe we had in there.
4: Doug, it just seems like all the energy's on the North team right now.
0: It's, I wanted to say it seemed that way coming out of the locker room, and then really nothing was happening. And the North has the only score of the half, but now they're going to get the ball back. Dylan and, back deep. and Dylan Egger is back deep. Let's see what McCashlin can do with the wind at his back here for the South. will wait. He'll punt it very high. My goodness, what a kick. Beautiful sky ball, non-returnable. It's going to bounce inside the 10, and then he's going to get bad luck. It goes into the end zone. It rolled 20 yards after it hit there at the 20-yard line. That is a
4: 69-yard punt, net 49. You'll
0: take net 49, won't you? Every time,
4: and that is to go along with the 73 or whatever he had in the first half.
0: So we've had a couple of really nice punts out there. Our field conditions are brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans with Impact Partners and Pioneer Seed. Science with service, delivering success. It was a little too bouncy that time for Mr. McCashlin. In the North will take over with Riley Harms of Fremont at quarterback, tied at 21. Quick little out here, completed at the 23-yard line, and then getting to the 29, stretching forward. The ball came loose, but he was already down and probably just short of the first down over there. About, a, about a half a yard to Wyatt Luer of O'Neill. It'll be second down and one.
4: Yeah, this is interesting because now it just feels like the North is into their offense. Like they're very comfortable here.
0: Tied at 21. Ten minutes to go in the game. Harms drops the snap, picks it back up, and then there's just absolutely nowhere for him to go. He had two men when he looked up that uh, brought him down.
4: Jono Wayand of Crete will be in there on the tackle. That's one that just kills you as a play caller because you're second and an inch, and now you're third and medium.
0: Bryce Sty was in there as well. So third down, they'll officially call it four. Don't forget when we're all done, the New West Sports Medicine and or Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. We'll let you know who the players of the game are. And with the way things have not really got going here, probably as we talked at half, the guys that were there, they throw it to Wagaman finally, he's been the man that's been in, in motion so many times here out of Bennington, and it was a little high, so he had to go up and catch it. And when he came down, he was off balance, and he is not going to not only get the first down, he's going to lose yardage back to the 25-yard line. And it's a punting situation here for North Platte's Bryson Kroll. He probably didn't expect he was going to get as much action no. as he actually is right now.
4: <laughs> I think you're right, Doug.
0: We haven't seen the South have many opportunities to return the football. And again, he'll be punting right into that wind, taking some time off the clock here as much as he can. We're down to 8.50 to go in a 21-21 all. Low snap, Kroll has it, no rush, low line drive kick trying to run over and pick this football up, but nothing doing for Jackson Gordon of Omaha Scott. They just booted it away from him. And again, very, very, very short kick. He didn't even get that 25 yards, Larry. So the South is going to take over in the North Territory at the 47-yard line. That officially is going to be about a 21-yard punt.
4: Yeah, and I think that that interception for Masker has kind of sealed it up here. We're not going to see him on this series either. I think it's going to be Dylan Plouts.
0: And that's exactly the case. So he's going to come out here, and now you start looking at how many more possessions you're going to have in the game. The South maybe two, the North maybe one, unless uh, you're starting to throw it into the ground a lot. Plouts will roll to his right, still rolling. Throws to the sideline. A safe pass is complete to Harris. He makes one man miss at the 30, 43, and gets to the 41. Again, a short, short uh, game, six yards for what we were used to seeing earlier on, but. Yeah. (laughs) And and Schwiegert has been very quiet. He's only had one catch here in the second half after having uh, seven in the first half for 142 and two touchdowns. He's got one catch, although he now has the Shrine Bowl record for yards in a game through the air, through receiving. Dawson Bates is back there. they will hand it to Bates. Had a pulling guard. He'll follow him over the left side, but did not get the first down. It looks like Schomer is in there again from Norfolk.
4: Showers had a nice little half here, Doug. Oh, There we got a player coming off with an injury. First
0: down one for the south. And uh, we'll pick that number up and uh, tell you. Kobe Haas. Yeah, Haas, who has had, had a huge first half, and now a quick snap. They will uh, try and get up the football field here. There's all kinds of working after it. A helmet comes off. Bates is a tough runner. He picks his place, and then when he takes that, when he decides to go forward, he's got a pretty good explosion, and he's going to have enough for the first down. Yeah, and he's had a tremendous
4: uh,
0: high school career. 7.34 to go in the football game, 21-21. It was 21-14 south after Matt Masker hit Caleb Schweiger of Westside. The Kearney Catholic quarterback got a 75-yard touchdown pass with 9.25 to go in the second quarter. The offense has been pretty quiet since then. Now they emptied the backfield. For Dylan Plouts. Trips right. Twins left. On first and ten, he looks left. Short little pass. Looks up for Kaiser. He throws it behind him and incomplete. A little pressure up the field there by Grant Kripnoski of Elkhorn High.
4: Yeah, and that ball was just behind. This is interesting. Rashawn uh, on offense has been more with Coach Peterson here. In the first half they were a ways apart uh, during these situations and now they're Together, my guess is discussing what it is they want.
0: Bread and butter, easy plays when you're not used to playing with each other. Hand it off to Bates. Bates goes straight up the middle, and there is nowhere to go. That line didn't move at all. And it's going to be second down, moving into third down and long. And who's in there again? Colton Feist. They thought maybe if they ran it right at him that time that they'd run it by him with his penetration. Didn't happen. Third down and ten. And they're a little far for a field goal. It'd be a 50-yard attempt for Noah McCashlin of Pius, and you've got to be thinking about that at this point in the ballgame. I wouldn't be surprised to see another short little pass. See if you get five. They're going to roll to the right with Plouts rolling, going for the first down and overshooting all those. Schwieger went up and almost made a great one-handed catch. He was going to be out of bounds, even if he did catch that football. Darnell Davis, who had the pick earlier of Matt Masker, On the coverage. And I think they're going to try the field goal.
4: You're going to get what you want here, Doug. Got big wind. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, he was very good in high school, but the extra points have just not looked crisp today.
0: Now, Masker is the holder.
4: If you want to have a little fun, is that why you bring that up?
0: 50-yard on the left hash field goal.
4: Eger's going to go back.
0: Stand in the end zone. I remember the last field goal made here. This kick is on the way. It's got the leg, and it is good. A 50-yard field goal by Noah McCashlin of Lincoln Pius The 10th Has put the South up with 631 to go with their first points in the second half. The South 24 and the North 21. You're listening to the Shrine Bowl on Classic Hits, Power 99.
2: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life
10: Everything seems easier when you're doing business with people you know, especially banking. When you apply for a loan, it's a good feeling knowing who you're talking to. Bank with us. Mendon Exchange Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. Community people you know.
2: Community people you know.
0: Glad to have you back with us. Doug Larry baker as McCashlin, who just made the 50-yard field goal, will boot it away. And it will be returnable, but will they return it? No, they decide to take a knee there with Wagaman of Bennington. And so, 6.31 to go. Haven't been a whole lot of offensive points here in this second half. The field goal for the South, the touchdown pass uh, for the North. They had something that they saw on the first play of the fourth quarter that Bennett Folkers of Gothenburg was able to haul in from Joe Dolincheck of Bellevue West. Now they've got 80 yards to go, but if memory serves me right, that's the first field goal. Since Carney High won the state semifinals here at UNK, ah,
4: oh, I
0: thought you'd like that.
4: I do like that. That was a lot of fun. That I remember all the cars up there. That
0: was on the on the north side of the stadium. They wanted to leave, but then they had to stop and watch. So they're going to turn and hand it off here to Milton Sarbaugh. He's going to get across the 25. Ball came loose, they say. Now they're saying down. And now they're going to say down. The the line judge wasn't sure, so he comes in and marks him down. South team is a second away
4: from rioting.
0: (laughs) Well, I've never seen that many guys say it's our ball. Yeah. And I never even saw who came up with it uh, because they just left it there on the ground once they said, nope, down. So Sarbaugh, who once in a while had it punched out during the year, Mm -hmm. does get five. Second down and five. Can Sarbaugh do what they did to Carney in the state final? It's a whole different situation, but can they march the ball down the field and win the Shrine Bowl? Back to pass, throwing it deep down the middle. There's nothing but white jerseys there. It's over everybody's head. Bennett Folker's was the intended target, but Stalberg and Murray actually were both in there uh,
4: for Carney High and also back there uh, in the general area. Now he's yelling at Dolinchek. So in in that situation, what happens is somebody was wrong. Either receivers ran the wrong route or they're yelling at Dolinchek.
0: Jackson Gordon also back there. But, yeah, that was definite miscommunication. Dolinchek third and five now. 5.42 to go down three. They'll give it to Sarbaugh. Sarbaugh runs right into the back of his blocker, bounces out, then gets hit on the outside. Odie was there. Is that Stolberg? Yes, sir. No. Yeah, Isaiah Stolberg. In on the tackle.
4: tackle by 25,
0: so the Carney Bearcat has had a pretty good game. Probably not good enough to be the defensive player of the game. Uh, Simon Odie and Stalbert were both over there. They made uh, Sarbaugh make a decision. He made his decision, and I think either one of them was going to be able to wrap him up there. Stalbert's had the opportunity to do that maybe more than some of the other guys.
4: Fourth and five. Now you're down to five minutes left. So
0: they have to pump the ball. Bryson Kroll into that wind. South will probably get it around midfield. Well, he lets that one go and uh, punches it really good. Picked up at a 35, but some running room for Tijon Davis, 40, 45. And then he'll run into the defense at around the 48-yard line. That's one of only two times that Kroll has really put his foot into one. There is a penalty flag back here where the ball was received. We might have a block in the back or something here on the receiving team of the South.
4: Yeah, it happened right at the point of attack, right where he caught the ball.
0: One thing our officials have always done is talk a lot to make sure that they've got it right. Going to be an illegal block in the back, so instead of the ball at the 48, it's going to be back at the 25-yard line. That's 23 yards of field position that the South just gave up, but... If they can grind out some first downs, they don't even have to score. 4.50 to go in the game. South 24, north 21 on the Noah McCashlin 50-yard field goal the last time they had the ball.
4: Does Masker have a GoPro on his head? Uh, He's got
0: something. That looks
4: like a GoPro. I think so, like an NET uh, deal.
0: They give it to Jacob Johnson. He blasts it straight up the field, gets to the 30-yard line, a gain of five.
4: Masker's giving you the inside look, Doug. Do you see what I see? I love it. That's
0: exactly what they got going on out there. Well, he doesn't want to have a highlight where they pop that thing off of his helmet. I'll guarantee you that right now. Second and five. Will they ride the Fairbury All-Stater Jacob Johnson? They hand it to him again. He finds a little bit of a crease. Maybe makes the 33. It's going to be third down, about two and a
4: half yards to go. Maybe they put it on him because they wanted to see what Colton Feist looked like up
0: close. <laughs> Playing defensive line on the on the North squad out of u Coming to the Huskers. Double-digit Huskers.
4: You know I love that, Doug, that we're getting those kids to play in this game and we've got enough talent in this state to go there.
0: It's going to be third down and a long two. Masker a long count. Switches Johnson over, seven seconds on the play clock. Motion again. They better snap the ball. They do. Master wants to throw. It's quick underneath, and it's complete to Caleb Schwigert for the first down at the 36. A play that they ran constantly in the first quarter when Dylan Plouts was the quarterback. They put just enough guys in motion. They sent Spencer Hayes in motion, and they snuck Schwigert into the hole there on the hash, and it's first down and ten. Now the, both teams have all their timeouts remaining. The clock running. Here in the Shrine Bowl. Yeah. See, in high school, that would have just been
4: right. You yeah. stop and get the first down, you get it marked, and here we go. Yeah, I mean, this, and now it's serious as far as the, the clock.
0: Masker using as much time as he can, empties the backfield, swings it to Johnson, out of the backfield, complete, 35, tries to stay in bounds, 40, breaks a tackle, and he is going to be close to the first down, but not quite there. A gain of about eight on the play.
4: He did go out of bounds. You'd like him to stay in bounds because, yes, you're. Oh, they wound it. The the official on the sideline was over his head. Uh, but this is a big deal here, Doug. Now, see, they're gonna stop. I mean, he he came in. They're gonna put all that time back on.
0: Yeah, they were winding the clock. So let's see what our official does. Yeah. Okay. So 307. They did say seven, it was out of bounds.
4: 17 seconds back on.
0: So 3.07 to go in the game. South 24, north 21. South with the ball at their own 43-yard line. It'll be second down. About four will be what they officially say. Closer to three and a half. And not afraid to put the ball in the air here a couple of times. Johnson ran it the first two times, and they had two straight passes. Matt Masker takes the snap, hands it to Johnson, up the middle, steps out of an ankle tackle, has the first down across midfield into North Territory at the 49-yard line, a gain
4: of eight. Yeah, I mean, Doug, the North's going to have to use their three timeouts here. This game is over. There's yeah. three minutes left, and, I mean, you can get to her, you can just about run it out here.
0: And the, the tough thing is the North has to go into the wind. It really takes any kind of a tying field goal out of
4: play here. Yeah, we'll see. Surely Masker won't snap it. It's still fifteen.
0: Yeah, run as much clock as you can. Ball at the 49 of the North. Everybody kind of holding their breath right here. Haven't had one of these games in a long, long time in the Shrine Bowl. Come down to the final possession. Masker takes the snap. Fakes it. He's going to give it to Johnson. And Johnson did take the ball away from him. I thought Masker was going to keep it for a minute. Gets to the 46. North still not using a timeout. They want to eke one more out here. It's crazy. It'll be under two minutes by the time they snap it.
4: You know, this is really interesting, Doug. Uh, I wanted to see the, the, the Fairbury back in the big spot. and uh, He looks tough here, doesn't he? Doing an awful nice job running the ball.
0: Second down and seven. 205 and counting. Masker waiting for the play clock to wind down. And he'll snap it with under two minutes. Give it to Johnson again. Straight up the middle. Both hands over the football. Inside the 45. They're trying to strip it. He gets to the 42. And now they have to use the timeout. But it's going to be third and short here. This timeout brought to you by five points bank. The better bank in, Car- excuse me, this timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney, Taking care of you since 1994. Located where you need us specializing in you. 155 to go in the Shrine Bowl. 60th edition here at UNK Foster Field. South 24, north 21. It's third and three. For the south at the north 42 when we continue
11: no matter where you are even out in this cornfield when you work with chs you're connected connected to global grain buyers and food companies connected to dependable energy at the pump at home and on the job connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs <laughs> Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives.
3: Five Points Bank.
0: 155 to go in the game. 24-21 south. They have it at the north 42-yard line. Third down and three. Masker with Jacob Johnson of Fairbury. He gets the carry again. He slides through. He gets inside the 40. Boy, this is close. And if he didn't get it, do you go for it? I think he is going to be just short.
4: I go for it because no goal line defense and Jacob Johnson. And the timeout will be taken immediately here. I do not punt it, and that's why. No, they didn't even
0: really give him a very good spot. They actually put the ball with the nose touching the 40 instead of maybe across the 40. So it'll be fourth at about three-quarters of a yard. The North uses their second timeout, brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney, located where you need us specializing in you. We'll just keep it here and say a big thank you to our many fine sponsors coming up the New West postgame show. Again, all of the scoring, for the most part, occurred in the first 15 minutes of this game. Uh, it was 14-7 to south at the end of one quarter. Both teams scored in the first two and a half minutes of the second quarter. And it was 21-14 uh, at the 9:25 mark of the second quarter. And since then, we've had a Joe Dolinchek 49-yard touchdown pass to Bennett Folkers of Gothenburg to tie it. And then the 50-yard field goal by Pius's Noah McCashlin right now, the difference in the game. Yeah, and this is a big
4: play. I don't see the punter out. In fact, I don't see a quarterback out. You're going to get Wildcat here. I think you let Johnson run the ball here, Doug, is what I would do. So fourth down,
0: that is definitely the case. And the Wildcat quarterback is Zach Schlager of McCook. He was successful earlier. He's going to keep it right side. Oh, boy. Didn't get it. Holy moly. As they run it from the side, he didn't get it. He will not get it
4: as they come in from the sideline with an naked eye. And Colton Feist is going to get up having made the tackle. Doug, that dude has been everywhere today.
0: Give some credit as well to Jonah House sealing the edge. Instead of just running it right up the gut, they decided they wanted to take it to the outside. And so out of the Wildcat on fourth at about three quarters of a yard, Schlager of McCook unable to get it in the north with one timeout remaining. 60 yards away from a victory here in the Shrine Bowl. 144 to go. Sarba in there, and they are going with quarterback Riley Harms out of Fremont.
4: Yeah, he's had the best day. This offense is more than able. Oh,
0: and problems for the South. Ahead. They got to call a timeout. I don't think they. I think they had ten guys on the field. Yeah, they had a train wreck. There was nobody over here playing uh, safety. Timeout.
4: Was that Odie that called the timeout? Yes. So, so another timeout.
0: Uh, on the field, boy, the North wanted to get that ball snapped because they knew uh, that they had Volkers probably over here again. That's how he scored last time, uh, was on this side of the field in front of their uh, own bench. 1.44 to go. South uses their first timeout, brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. We'll be right back. Out of the defensive timeout, we're ready to go first and ten for the north. Empty backfield. Harms has to step up. He's got all kinds of running room. 40, 45 to the right sideline, 50, and he's got enough for the first down. Steps just across midfield to the south, 49-yard line. Looking for the deep ball when you had nobody in the backfield. And he's got the first down. Tajon Davis tracked him down, but that's a nice 11-yard gain. Stops the clock, One thirty-six to go.
4: Kobe Rubius is over here opening up the leg, and he's looking around going, hey, where's my net? (laughs) Coach T's down here on the sideline, too. He didn't bring my net, Coach.
0: Wow, how can you not do that? First down and 10 underneath, and it's just a little low and cannot be scooped up off the deck for Wyatt Luer, guarded over here by Jackson Gordon of Scott. So Luer, they've used him quite a bit in the football game. Maybe not as much success as he would have hoped, but uh, they have definitely not shied away from him.
4: Yeah, he's been in on it all, that's for sure.
0: Actually, just two catches for 27 yards in the game. Probably been targeted about eight or nine times.
4: Well, we're lost here. A little unsure where we're all supposed to line up. 15 left on the clock.
0: Sarbaugh flanking Harms to his right. Again, they send in motion Wagman back to pass. And that one is picked off. It is picked off, and that game is over. Jackson Gordon the wide receiver never even turned around. He was looking for his big uh, tight end, Bryson Kroll of North Platte. Bryson had not turned around and threw it right into some great defensive coverage there. Jackson Gordon of Omaha, Scut with the INT, and that should be enough to do it. One twenty-four to go. The North only has one timeout.
4: Yeah, and, I mean, not even looking for the ball. We saw that confusion now on two interceptions in the second half, Doug, and actually on that you had two receivers run into each other. My guess is complete confusion. Uh, maybe they just tried to put too much in. It's a little hard to say, but there just was a lot of confusion on those two, uh, both of those interceptions here in this half.
0: Can't blame it on a two-minute offense because they've all been running that uh, no-huddle stuff. Masker's in there with Dawson Bates right now. They have not played together, but a clean handoff. And will the North use the timeout? Yes, they will. One nineteen to go. It's going to be really tough to get the ball back. Yeah, you, might have, you might get them to punt it. You might get them to punt it. But that is the final timeout for the North brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney taking care of you since 1994. We'll take our final break and be back with the rest of the Shrine Bowl in a moment.
15: Stay and play this summer at the Ramada Inn in Kearney. Enjoy a great room that includes deluxe continental breakfast with made-to-order omelets with our personal omelet chef. There's an indoor heated pool and tropical drinks at the Elephant's Eye. Call the Ramada and reserve your spot to spend family fun this summer. Great fun, food, and atmosphere at the Ramada Inn, South 2nd Avenue in Kearney. Ramada Inn in Kearney, proud sponsor of today's game,
0: New West postgame show coming up. Right now, the South just needs to hold on to the ball. The North has won four of the five games played here in Kearney. This one 24 21 South. The South scoring 21 points in the first 14 and a half minutes of the game. Masker going to keep it himself, just trying to use some time. Stiff arm on the outside against Dylan Egger, and Egger will bring him down inbounds inside the 45, got to about the 43, a gain of three. But that's where that clock was, Larry. They just couldn't quite take a knee because that would have been down to about 10 seconds, running around a little bit, that is going to help them out here.
4: Yeah, and they still still haven't blown the 25. There they just blew the 25, so
0: that's probably going to do it.
4: Yeah, because I, I don't think they'll have to snap it on fourth down.
0: Third down and six. They'll snap it with about 32 seconds. So they might want to run around just a little bit. I
4: would run the ball outside again. because or backwards. It, well, just run outside so it takes so long to get it back to the center. See?
0: Yeah, that's exactly what's happened. But Masker gives it to Bates. He comes up the middle. He gets to the 40. He's short of the first down. But they will not have to snap it again. There's 25 seconds to go. And the 60th annual Shrine Bowl will belong to the South team, Kyle Peterson and Aurora. Of course, as we said, both head coaches won when they were assistants. Kyle, when he was an assistant, had a chance to have Mr. Brockmeyer break the passing record in the Shrine game, and it started out that way here today, and the crowd very well, appreciative. It was offense in the first half, defense in the second half as the final seconds tick off, and the South wins it over the North 24-21. to
4: Understand this. In his, Coach Peterson's, uh, Shrine Bowl career, he was a coach on the team that had the, the leading passer, record breaker, and now the leading receiving record, record breaker.
0: And they have announced who our players of the game have been, and Caleb Schwiegert of Omaha West Side, the offensive player of the game, a Shrine Bowl receiving record: nine catches, 161 yards, and two touchdowns. A majority of that was in the first half of play, when uh, he had seven catches for 142 yards. So only two catches for 19 yards in uh, the second half of a play here today, but uh, he got the job done. And then Joey Johnson, double-digit tackles out of Gretna is the defensive player of the game, and uh, they also bring home Shrine Bowl victories for the South.
4: Yeah, very deserving players of the game without question, and what's always nice about that is they get to come back next year at halftime and get their plaque and uh, be recognized again.
0: We will take a break and be back with the new West Postgame show. We'll look at the final stats, some thoughts on the players from our area and how they were able to do out here. Stay with us on Classic Hits, Power 99.
2: The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment and insurance services, and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender. Member FDIC.
13: At Burger King, get more bang for your buck with the Sausage Biscuit, now available for just 79 cents. Yeah, just 79 cents. Get a taste of the savory sausage patty cradled in a fluffy biscuit, now for just 79 cents. That's a whole lot of bang for under a buck. Freshly baked biscuit and a savory sausage for just 79 cents. Now that's a deal that tastes as good as it sounds. The 79-Cent Sausage Biscuit only at Burger King. Limited time only. Participating restaurants, prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.
0: And welcome back. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Post Game Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Well, it used to be a two-week, really rough camp. Then that was in July. And now... The uh, teams are honoring their Shrine Bowl captains. Each team have a youngster uh, that is a Shriner, and uh, they are lifting that young person over there on the south on their uh, shoulders. And that's really what it's about. These, these three hours that we played football here today, you wanted to win the football game, and it was a competitive game. Uh, but when it's all said and done, uh, money raised for the Shriners, the experiences of getting to know your teammates, some of whom will be teammates in college. Uh, a lot of them, as we talked about before, they become lifelong friends. Uh, after not really knowing each other until Shrine Week, and that's a, a couple of the main reasons that this is such a great all-star game.
4: Yeah, no doubt about it. This is a lifelong experience. Of course, you get to learn uh, about the Shrine and about the patients and things like that during the week, but it gives you a chance to be able to go. You know, not all of these kids as great as football players. They're not all of them going on to play college football, Doug, so they were able to have another, you know, week and a half of college football and uh, play in a game and do all that fun and you know, every night in the dorms. It's just—it's a lot of fun, and it's a lifelong deal. Of course, today they're all so connected with social media, with their phones, so they'll be able to snap face and all that kind of stuff with each other <laughs> forever. And they really will be able to stay close as a group.
0: Well, we do have uh, our final stats that we can run down, but before we do that, just thoughts on, uh, on the numerous area players that uh, we had today in the football game.
4: Well, I thought it was great. You know, you go to Wyatt Key, gets a really pivotal play at one point in the game. Uh, played very well uh, as we went. I thought that Kaiser and Masker played really well. Uh, and it, it, it was great, really. All four all four Corny kids, excuse me, played well at one point. You know, I made the comment in the first period, maybe we were off air. But I thought Isaiah Stalbert was the most important defensive player in the game at that point. And he didn't have any stats that were putting it up, but he was really making it hard for the North to do what they wanted to do with how well he was playing. Nathan Murray makes two big smacks uh, on Milton Sarbaugh. So uh, all around, I thought it was great to see um, uh, our young guys from from this area play uh, in this game. And Kieser, of course, made... Uh, a couple really important tackles down here on the sideline uh, as well.
0: Rubius did what he was supposed to do as the kicker. Uh, Bronson Titus from Holdridge, as we said, when you play on the line, you don't get a whole lot of uh, recognition out there. Uh, as the Carney Catholic kids, you know Matt Masker, that 75-yard touchdown pass. Kaiser probably didn't have the kind of game that he had hoped out there, uh, but then as things kind of came down, he had a couple of important uh, receptions as the ball game uh, turn there in the first half and when they needed something Basker uh, and him were together he was able to find it
4: yeah i thought so i thought uh, when there was the opportunity to have that cohesion they absolutely had it
0: we will take a break look at the final stats right after this
8: for professional service to keep your business running smoothly call helman main costler and coddle don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing
4: Yeah, Foster Field, 60th Annual Shrine Bowl. Uh, As we're wrapping it up here, uh, we're going to get to the stats here of uh, today's game.
0: All right. Well, let's do it, man. How'd you handle it?
4: Good. That was about what we had. (laughs) And I... Yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, let's... um Let's look at our uh, wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. The North got the ball to start the game, uh, went for it on a fourth down near midfield and were unable to get it in. Uh, Deshaun Bates then of a Bellevue. West was, or excuse me, uh, Deshaun Bates of Boystown was able to score from one yard out, 8.20 to go first quarter. Noah McCashlin made the kick, eight plays, 55 yards, 226 on the clock. Then after a turnover, Connor Fee, a fumble recovery, was able to uh, get that fumble recovery for the uh, South at the North 26. There was actually a five-yard penalty, and it ended up being a Caleb Schwigert 31-yard touchdown pass from Dylan Plouts as the Omaha West Side players hooked up the first play uh, of that drive and uh, that makes it 14 to nothing. The North then scored on Bryson Kroll's five-yard pass from Dylan Gentrop of uh, Boone Central. He had his only pass coming in there, and the Wildcat, nine-play, 83-yard drive, took 318, 353 to go in the first quarter, south up 14 to seven. The North scores again on Milton Sarbaugh's four-yard run. Brian Rubius of Grand Island adds the kick. It was an 11-play, 44-yard drive that went 409, 10 minutes to go in the first half. We're tied at 14. Then Matt Masker goes to Caleb Schwieger, a 75-yard touchdown pass, three plays, 77 yards, took 26 seconds, 9.25 to go first half, 21-14. That would be the score until the first play of the fourth quarter when Bennett Folkers Got a 49-yard touchdown pass from Joe Dolinchek, really kind of a busted coverage. He just ran a fly down the sideline, and nobody was there until it was too late. Nathan Murray uh, came over and got a hand on him, but they tackled him as he crossed the goal line. And we were tied at 21 with 11.51 to go. And then with the win at his back, It was Noah McCashlin hitting a 50-yard field goal with 6.31 to go in the game, and that ended up being the difference as the South won it 24-21 as the North did not get close enough uh, again, and the South was able to run out the clock to win this football game. As far as the final stats in this game, taking a look at the defense first for once, we go to the... North squad, Ryan Schomer actually had nine tackles, one and a half tackles for loss. Colton Feist of UTAN, eight solo tackles. A sack and two tackles for loss. Trevor Havlovic of East Butler and DJ Steven both had seven tackles in this football game. Steven from Valentine, Colton Kieser had five tackles in the ball game for Grand Island. On the other side, the defensive player of the game, uh, it could have went to Feist probably, but it went to Joey Johnson, who had a big first half. He ended up with nine tackles, two sacks, four tackles for losses, though. How about Wyatt Key of Gibbon, the second leading tackler for the South, six solo tackles, one sack, two tackles? tackles for loss. Isaiah Stalbert, five solo tackles. One of those was for loss, and Simon Odey was all over the place. He had two tackles for loss and five tackles in the football game here today. Cal Narber credited with just the one tackle from Aurora. Offensively in the football game, for the North, Milton Sarbaugh, 15 carries, 53 yards and a touchdown. Quarterback Riley Harms, eight carries, 15 yards. Dylan Egger, three carries, 10 yards. Overall, 30 rushing attempts, but only 66 yards on the ground for the North. They really did hold Sarbaugh in check, and he just didn't get the ball much in the second half.
4: No, that was the deal. He didn't. He was in, and they just didn't uh, uh, give it to him. And it's the first time in his career he's, he's running behind a zone track and not a pin-and-pull fullback scheme. So it was probably different for his eyes.
0: Riley Harms was 13 of 22 through the air, one interception, 125 yards. Joe Dolin checked 10 of 19, 103 yards, and a touchdown. And then Dylan Gentrop had the one pass, a five yard touchdown. Overall, the North was 24 of 42 with one interception and two touchdowns. 233 through the air, 66 on the ground, 299 yards on 72 plays. That's only 12 yards less on one more play than what we'll tell you the South had. Bennett Folkers, the leading receiver, 7 catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Milton Sarbaugh, 6 catches, 30 yards, receiving the ball here today. For the South, Deshaun Bates, 18 carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Jacob Johnson, 10 carries, 35 yards. Matt Masker, 4 carries for 4 yards. Zach Schlager, 2 carries for 2 yards, 34 rushing attempts for 93 yards. Through the air, Dylan Plouts, 12 of 20, one interception, one touchdown, 111 yards. Matt Masker, 7 of 16, 107 yards, one interception, one touchdown. Jacob Johnson on a halfback pass was incomplete. Overall, 19 out of 37, two interceptions, two touchdowns for the South. Caleb Schwiegert setting a Shrine Bowl record with 161 yards, receiving on nine catches and two touchdowns. Brett Kaiser had all three of his catches in the first half for 20 yards in the football game here today. And the South defeats the north 24 to uh, 21 final thoughts here larry baker
4: uh, legitimately and i don't you know it's been kind of crazy it seems like all winner has been uh, scott frost or bust but at this moment i think it's important to bring up scott frost uh we've got a lot of nebraska um university of nebraska lincoln talent in this game and we haven't had that number of talent in this game doug for a long time and we hasn't because i and again not that it's been discouraged but it surely hasn't been encouraged for those kids to participate in this game and all of them were given their release from summer camp and encouraged to come participate in this game and i think that it showed on the field today but i just think again this game was somewhat of a microcosm today of maybe where uh football as a whole is headed in the state of nebraska
0: Well, the College World Series coming up in a couple of weeks. A big upset today. Florida State is 0-2 as a national seed. Mississippi State in a walk-off home run to eliminate them today. And once again, Mike Martin will come up, this time well short of a national championship. Uh, But a lot of that going on. We will have the College World Series, all the games on ESPN 1460 and 1550. Game 2 of the NBA Finals tomorrow night at 7. Game three of the Stanley Cup Finals is tonight. Also two weeks from today, it's the Sertoma eight-man all-star high school football game on our sister station, The Breeze 94.5, and PlatteRiverPreps.com from Hastings. A big thank you to our many fine sponsors. Again, I want to thank uh, Peter Yazvak and the crew here at UNK, Stu Pospisil, a prep sports editor from the Omaha World-Herald, joining us at halftime, and, of course, Larry Baker, because uh, here in about a month we'll be on our way Uh, to Chicago a little over a month for Big Ten Media Days. It just doesn't seem like it's very long until football season will be upon us.
4: No, and once we go to Big Ten Media Days, then it really is football because we focus on football for the week before that thing, preparing for it. Then we go do it, and then when I get home, it's time to get the Centurions ready to play football. So, really, it's here. Great game today. Again, your uh, MVPs, your players of the game on offense, Caleb
0: Schweigert of Omaha West Side, nine catches, a Bowl record 161 yards receiving and two touchdowns. And Gretna's Joey Johnson is your defensive player of the game as the South defeats the North for just the second time in six years here in Carney. 24 21 for our producer engineer Stacy Johns and Larry Baker. I'm Doug Dudham. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Post Game Show. Have a great weekend, everyone.
9: Your local Aurora Cooperative team cares about your success like it's their own, and they're committed to making sure you get the job done. From their Right Start Premium feed line to their yield advantage platform, Aurora Co-op is constantly devising new ways to turn everything they know about your farm into valuable recommendations that yield results. Top it off with a full-service aerial team who knows timing is everything, and they're your one-stop do-it-all advisor who keeps you growing all year long. Contact your local Aurora Cooperative team today. Tougher together, Aurora and you.